0: Ladies and gentlemen, you got Chris Thomas. Jamal Thomas. And you're listening to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. What is going on? What is going on, everybody? And you're listening to us on 98.5 WJYN. Um, I'm sorry, my brain is fried today. And you can also listen to us on org and live on YouTube on Uptown Radio Affiliate 98.5. If you want to call to join the discussion and have any questions about Philadelphia Eagles, Sixers, Phillies, or any sports news in general, the number is 215-763-9596. I'll be able to answer, hopefully answer the questions the best possible way while well, Jamal's eating spaghetti. I haven't
1: eaten all day, folks. I'm sorry. So
0: we got we we got we got to start adulting better. You do.
1: I I I legitimately do. I really do need to start adulting.
0: I I said we. So just just make sure you're not left out. Got you. We in this together.
1: Heard. I appreciate that, my
0: brother. Listen. We all struggling.
1: (laughs) But uh, speaking of struggling, it's so hard to say goodbye to an undefeated season. I miss Corey. (laughs) Listen. Um, <laughs> shout out to our brother, Corey Moore, uh, who I know he'd be peeved off if he had to be here right now and talking about last night's game. Um, we're going to begin. People can say this is going to sound like a weird thing. It's a loss that I'm okay with. And the reason I am okay with it is literally just judging by Washington's reaction in the locker room, they, that was their Super Bowl. Beating us, giving us our first loss—that was the most pure motivation for them to succeed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even to the point where they're singing Meek Mill in the locker room afterwards and stuff. And I'm just like, dog, y'all didn't come in here and win a home playoff game. Y'all beat us on a Monday night in November. Like, I'm, I'm, congratulations. I'm very—we're we're all impressed. Um, I say that to say uh, we clearly. I think this we needed to run the ball more. I don't – now, mind you, Jalen Hurst didn't play bad. The passing game wasn't – but you bailed out a Washington defense that, though they have a strong front line and a pretty good run defense, you didn't force them to play the run. You didn't trot the run out until it stopped working. You just kind of were like, all right, well, these short passes are working. and th- And then when they weren't working and – now you tried to run the ball in the second half. It was like, oh, wait, crap, we put another scoring drive together when we ran the ball. It's like, wow, would you look at that? It's like it's almost as if you can score the ball when you keep a balanced offense. Well, it's like running the football is his team's identity. Huh. It's almost like that's what got us in the playoffs last year. After a 2-5 start. And so my first issue, well, it's easy. So when you have eight wins in a row, it's easy to be like, ah, we'll get better next week. I will. This is the first time that we can break down reasons this team could possibly not win a Super Bowl. And one of them is, surprisingly enough, even though people would not say this, is play calling.
0: And just for the reason
1: we're not being cynics, we're just. We're just, this is the truth. Because when you say about an undefeated team, oh, they're not going to win, people, especially us as fans, especially Eagle fans, we tend to just be like, oh, what? We're undefeated. We don't care. We'll fix it. Ah, Um, Our run defense is an issue. And the funniest thing is, you know, on the broadcast they kept uh, referring to the fact that Washington only averaged three and a half yards a carry. Which I think is hilarious because then in two carries you have third and three, which was their average third down for last night. And they went, what, 11 to 15 or something crazy like that? Yeah. So, um, you literally couldn't get off the field against a team that has been offensively inconsistent all year. That just came off of blowing a a 10-point fourth quarter lead. Um. I'm very, very, very concerned about the run defense. I know Jordan Davis will come back and help with some of that. Fletcher Cox is done. And I know people say that, and he'll probably have a good game later in the season, and then someone will tweet, oh, well, for all the people who thought Fletcher Cox, he's done. I never – even if Fletcher Cox was always a better pass rusher slightly than a run stuffer, he never got blown off the ball like I've seen him get blown off the ball this year. Hargrave is a natural pass rusher, so – can defend on him same thing with Williams you have no one who either size wise or technique wise is a natural run stuffer
0: yeah and that's also the issue of me like everybody talks about like oh we was missing Jordan Davis we was doing that I'm like I'm sorry brother at some point it's like you just can't blame Jordan Davis's absence for this and and as much as people want to get on Jonathan Gannon this isn't also on Gannon also we do not have the personnel to stop the run that's just the reality. Fletcher Cox within seventy snaps. How many times did you heard Joe Buck or Troy even mention Fletcher Cox at all no, last Not, night? not
1: once.
0: Not Javon Hargrave was a Pro Bowler last year. People forgot about that. He's times? a
1: pass rusher.
0: Yeah. That's what he does. He goes against the quarterback. Yeah. Same with uh, Milton Will, Williams. He he doesn't he doesn't eat up space. We don't have anybody that just eats up space.
1: No one that can play that truth. Yeah. And, and
0: listen, as Brandon Graham, I love him, but the fact that he's 35 and at that at this point, even with Jordan Davis out. If he's our best run stopping defensive lineman, that's an issue. That is a problem. Yes, we couldn't stop them. And here is the thing: Washington doesn't care. Like, oh, we're only getting three yards a clip. They have multiple running backs. They have Brian Robinson. They
1: the guy Gibson.
0: Yeah, we got we got, got Jaden uh, 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 McKissick also in the
1: in the cut also. Yep.
0: They don't care how ineffective it is. We're just still going to try it, and that's that's their identity. That's what they do. It, last night shows that w- for whatever reason, offensively we. Forgot what our identity was, and that's what, ha- and that's the reason why we lost. Washington stuck to their guns. We are four and five. We really have next to nothing outside of Terry McLaurin in terms of the passing game. We have three decent, run- we have three decent running backs and an okay offensive line, and we're just gonna pound the rock. And it worked. Every single one of those scoring drives took about seven to eight minutes. They ran eighty-one plays last night.
1: That's crazy. That has to be a season high. Yes. I think for any of any NFL, I believe. And more importantly, I'm like
0: I love like I love the you know the personnel moves and everything else we did, but here's the thing. The blueprints out now. And more importantly, like my my friend mentioned this before the show. Houston exposed our defense. Yeah, 100%. And and that, I said that when we won that game. Yeah, and that's scary. Like a Probably the worst offense in the league exposed our defense.
1: No, they had a coach who was willing to pound the ball. Yeah,
0: but that's it. Personnel-wise, it's probably the worst offense in football. But even still, then, and look what we got coming up. We have a Colts team that magically won against a Raiders. Well, again, the Raiders are horrible. Yes, with and, an
1: interim coach whose best coaching experience might be seven on seven pee wee. Yeah, but you know,
0: this needs yeah, to right but, but but. But in the grand scheme of things, look at it. It's one of the better offensive lines in all the football when it's fully healthy. And you got Jonathan Taylor coming up.
1: Then you got Green Bay after that. Then you got Green Bay. Then you got Tennessee.
0: Then you got Tennessee. And then let us we're not even talking about December. We still got the Giants and Saquon Barkley twice. And we, we still got Dallas. Again. And we still got Giants with Zeke is more than likely going to be back by then. Yep. And Tony Pollard has been running the football all crazy.
1: And then yeah. you still got also
0: you got a Saints team with Alva Kamara. For all intents and purposes, they can all those teams can fully are fully capable of running the football down our throats.
1: Mm-hmm. Eight and no could turn into eleven and six really fast.
0: Yes, and us being a wild card team. Exactly, and that's the scary thing. You literally could not afford to – at this point the
1: way that the NFC East is. You cannot afford a loss, especially a divisional loss. Yes, that's the issue with this. You let it now, mind you. We also know, as fans, that divisional games carry a certain contention level, a certain aggression, a certain familiarity. These are guys you play twice a year. Most of these guys are on these teams for three to four years at a pop. They understand the rivalry. They understand everything. I get, excuse me, I get that. But like you just said, and like you just pointed out, you cannot take the time to lose to teams like this because now that's now that's a that's a divisional win that Dallas and New York can make up. Yes. Now we're only a game up on New York. Yeah. I think people now, like, that's crazy to think of that if New York wins next week and we lose. It's we're, tied. It's tied. Yeah. And, it's,
0: and also just want to get back on my petty too. And I don't know why Dallas is celebrating. If you guys
1: lose and Washington wins, you guys are tied for last place. Exactly. Which would be hilarious. Yeah. So... And, like, not, don't I, – and I want to – let's not take anything away from the commanders. The commanders' inconsistency this season, whether y'all want to believe it or not, has come from their quarterback play. Yes. This is a team that's better than 5-5, five and five, whether people want to believe it or not. Yes. And I'm not saying that now because they beat us or anything like that. I'm saying that because if you've watched these Washington teams since Ron Rivera's been there, the quarterback play has been the issue. When they've had a healthy, solid quarterback, they've been a pretty good team. Yeah. When they've had a – Crappy and/or um, injury-prone quarterback. They've been under average. Yeah, I think people really
0: forgot when Alex Smith was fully healthy. This team was six and two before that injury. Yep. And by the way, like they may be middle of the pack, but yeah, don't don't put them in a position at which they could possibly get a rookie quarterback because
1: it's. Gonna you got be- weapons. You got Dodson. You got Samuel. You got McLaurin. You got Logan Thomas. You got a pretty solid offensive line. Like. This is not a trash team. Now, Dan Snyder is trash as an owner and it, it it makes it easier to make jokes about the Redskins, but this excuse me, the Commanders. This is but this is a proud and successful franchise. I think they have three Super Bowl titles. Yes. So, all in the 90s have All in the 80s and early 90. One is 91, 87 and I think the other one's like 83 or something yeah. like that. So, this is a proud, you know, prestigious franchise to say the least besides the fact that they've had Dan Snyder as their owner for as long as they have. Um and I say that to say is that coaches plain and simple, we got our coach last night. Yes. Um encouraging signs though, so that people don't think we're just being negative Nancy's. We had seven different chances to win that game after giving it away. It was like incredible how many times there was like, oh, this game is still not over. Yeah, and that's the
0: frustrating part. It's like it's easy to it's easy and understandable to abandon the run when you're down like what, two, three scores. Mm-hmm. And you had to play catch up because obviously at that point, there was You're playing no, against the clock. Yeah, there was no reason for you to abandon the run. I tonight. didn't
1: get it. We were the score was what 20 to 14 after the halftime. Yeah,
0: and honestly, like I'm gonna be real. I fell asleep, I came woken up. I'm just like 21 23. I'm just like, all you got to do is just run the football. You have one of the best legs in Jake Elliott. You get six minutes off the
1: clock, give your defense a break. I so you know, football is such a hindsight, it's 2020 game, right? Yeah. Hindsight in the Quez play. Stay down, Quez. Yeah. Uh, Don't fumble the ball, Quez. Yeah. Don't call that play at all, uh, Shane Sikin. Like, there are so many ways to say hindsight. But I think fundamentally when you play outside of your identity for too long, it comes back to bite you. We are not a passing team. Jalen Hurts has shown awesome strides this year as a passer. He has made exponential growth as a passer. Yes. We are not a passing team, Chris. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Well, we I do agree. not flourish the best as a team that pre- that mostly operates off of the pass. Our best pass plays or our best passing situations are when we've now had you creep up eight in the box and you're giving us man to man. And now you're anticipating the run in the RPOs and Jalen can get one on ones or know where he's going with the ball. Yes. Our best staple pass play this year has been Slants. Exactly. So I think for me, what bothered me the most about the 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 game plan is like, could I be mad at the A.J. Brown play? Yeah, he should have caught that. And it was a dime. Whether you want to look at it or not, go back and look at that play. It's probably one of the best throws that I've ever seen Jalen Hurts making his life. That was in A.J.'s hands. That was a dime. It's just circumstance happens,
0: right? Yeah, but I'll also say this because, remember, A.J. was limping earlier after his first catch. He only finished the game with one catch. Yeah, he so wasn't you the same think, guy. Like, yeah. So you got to think, like, if he was healthy and be able to jump off that bad leg, Maybe that's a, maybe that's a better opportunity for him to get
1: that catch. Exactly. Instead of having it to be a bread basket. Th- exactly. For it to be a bread basket throw. But I, uh, man, I just, I could live with that. I could live with that pick. Um, the Goddard is That's the way to cricket Gumrows. For every, I'm going to say this, as a sports fan, but particularly as an Eagle fan, please stop doing the "we got cheated" thing. I can literally point to several different plays this season where if that play doesn't happen, we're probably not eating up. That is a part of the game. Missed calls are a part of the game. Bad breaks are a part of the game. Yeah. Self-inflicted bad breaks are not. So Dallas Goddard gets a pass for his fumble because his face match should have called and it shouldn't have mattered because his shoulder and arm is getting yanked out the socket. here. Quez, you do not because you not only chose to get up, you didn't secure the ball. So that's on you. That was you not having presence. I'm going to be honest. Quez Watkins might be the most frustrating player on this team for me because it's like, no, respectfully, we do all this, like, oh, three, we got three bat bands, and there's no Robins on this team. It's like, Zach Pascoe's better than Quez Watkins. And no one wants to talk about it because Quez, every once in a while, beats the safety deep. I Zach Pasco is more shorthanded. He's a better blocker. He's a better short route runner. I don't understand why he's not getting more targets or more chances than Quez. I, I've,
0: no, the issue with this team doesn't. It- it, to me, it doesn't come down to what, what our third wide receiver is.
1: No, no, no. But I'm just saying, if we're I get we're what speaking you're saying. To but to me, the like
0: the most frustrating part is our de- is our defensive tackles. Yes, that is the most frustrating part.
1: Our, our defensive line,
0: period. We cannot get to the ball. We cannot sack the quarterback at all. That's a, that's an issue. You have a son Riddick. You have a former Pro Bowler in Fletcher Cox. For the longest time, even if you want to say he was a tier be- above or two tiers below Aaron Donald, which rightfully so. He was up there with Grady Jarrett as probably one of the top three best defensive linemen,
1: interior linemen. It was him, Geno Atkins, and, and Grady fighting for that second spot. Exactly. It's like, Brandon Graham's back healthy. Josh what? well, here, outside of the. Well, Robert Quinn, who we picked up at the trade,
0: has he made a sack yet? No. Like, we have all of this personnel. And, listen, at the end, you can blame that. You can blame the coach's stab. You can blame John at the end of this one. In the end, players need to play. Yeah. That is the reality of it. Yep. You can – You can. In bl- listen – I know, John, I know Jonathan Gannon is the low-hanging fruit out of everything in regards to the Philadelphia Eagles, but when you have a pass rush with those names, who all those game changers, you, in the end, players have to play. You have to make an impact. The fact that none of these guys are making an impact, outside of really Josh Schlett, is an issue. And at this point, I'm like, well, at this point, it was like, welcome Jonathan Gannon does a blitz?
1: The personality has – you really shouldn't need to – you the, need the blitz. I'm sorry. But this is the whole point of us getting an eight-man defensive line rotation. Yes. And, 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 and a true eight-man rotation. Yes. Like everybody plays. Everybody gets a substantial amount of snaps.
0: Yes. You want to know why we won the Super Bowl that year? Because our eight-man rotation in the end did what dominated. it needed. Dominated. It, it did what it needed to do. Fletcher Cox was an all-pro. Chris Long got timeless strip sacks. Brandon Graham was there. Derek Barnett looked good. Yes, exactly. Everybody did what
1: they needed to do. That's why Jim Schwartz never needed the blitz. Now, I will say – I never thought I'd say this, and I don't even know if this makes sense what I'm about to say, but I kind of wonder what this team looks like we have Barnett. I don't know if – I'm not saying he was due for some giant breakout or was going to be any different than the player he's technically been the last five years, but just, like, another piece to throw at people. And it's funny because as much as we like the poop on Gannon, right, I think it's personally funny when – why is Shane Steichen not getting any crap for last night? You telling me Miles, Car- Miles Miles Garrett – um, Miles Sanders has one carry in the first half, dude? Come on. And in Indiana that, only has nine? Like, and here's my thing, right? When you play a team the second time, we played them the first time, it was Jalen throwing all over them and, you know, AJ's doing his thing and, 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 and Devontae's having a career day. That team is going to load up to stop that thing that hurt them before. That is a normal strategy when you get a chance to play someone again, yes. right? So, if they're shoring up, if they're playing two deep safeties, and I get it. You got the you got the one um, Quez play over the top and, you know, given maybe A.J. not, like you said, A.J. not being on the limp ankle, that's probably a catch, right? Yes. Um, I say that to say still, there's no excuse for when you have the best offensive line in football, and I will say that every day of the week, mm-hmm. that you don't run the ball because – I know that sounds crazy, right? As soon as we started running the ball in the second half, it's crazy that Miles Sanders was getting five to six yards a carry. It's almost like we can run the ball on anybody when we want to. Yeah. And, you know, the last couple of weeks, it's been weird. It was like we ran the ball against Houston. Why not? It was a very weird, weird game plan. And I did not understand, and I get it. That defensive line is nothing to sneeze at. And that's without Chase Young right now.
0: Chase Young's coming back.
1: Exactly. So – that defensive line is nothing to sneeze at. I don't want to. I don't want people to think I'm making light of them, or yeah. I don't think they're as good as they are. Yeah, no, of,
0: yeah, because we have a line like with Jonathan Allen and Montez
1: Sweat and Daron like that, Payne. That's ooh, stupid. Yeah. So, and this is three. That's three first rounders. Yeah. So and I.
0: you. We're not even talking about the linebacker core for their front seven.
1: Exactly. Bostick is no slouch. Like, so they don't have a terrible front seven. So I understand at least to a certain extent. But if the pass isn't consistently working, I just, I don't know. It's like a boxer, right? If keep trying to throw power punches throw power punches, throw power punches and none of them are landing and this guy is start using your jab you know
0: yeah and listen a lot of people for whatever re- like i have a lot of reasons to like not like floyd mayweather but the reason why he was undefeated he's undefeated throughout all these 50 fights is because he no one ever knocked him out of his comfort zone he always dictated the fight and when you have a great offensive line and when you have a great running attack and Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts, you need to run the football. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work, you keep doing it. That's just the, real, that's the reality of it. Like, the one thing that I give crap to Mike McCarthy a lot, especially in Green Bay, but here's the thing. He's like, oh, man, I got Ty Montgomery at running back. He still ran the football, even if it didn't work. Because you have to keep that defense honest. Because you know what that does? You run the football enough. That opens up the RPOs. That opens up the slants. That opens up the ability for you
1: to go over the top. Well, you don't know why Kendall Fuller could sit seven yards, besides the fact that A.J. was hurt, seven yards off the line of scrimmage and drive on every slant play? Because he did not respect the fact that y'all were going to run the ball. That's crazy to me. That is, That sounds nuts to me. Yes. And I love Jalen. And
0: listen, Jalen's been playing great. He's an MVP candidate. But he is not at that stage – at the point where you need to throw like 35 to 40 times a game and completely abandon the run. It's ridiculous. Exactly. No, um, I oh, think – Oh, I thought you were about to say something. No,
1: no, no. I, I was going to say that's – yes. That is my overall point. We're doing the whole Jalen Hurts is an MVP and look what he's doing. And and it's like move all the way – move all the pundits away. If we were in a shootout with the Chiefs, I don't care what you say, we were just eating them. Again, if you were like, oh, now we lost, everybody's doubting us, i pick the Chiefs. If we were in a shootout with the Dolphins, I'd pick the Dolphins. If we are in a shootout with the Bills, I'd probably still pick the Bills. You want to know why? Because at the end of the day, for the couple of times that I've seen Jalen Hurts be able to win with his arm, I still don't trust that he can do it on a consistent enough basis to make people respect him. People don't understand what that means. He can play within a system. He can play within an offense. He can even circumvent that system with his legs and sometimes with his arms by way of his legs. He is no Herbert. He is no Lamar even within the way that he can control the game through the air. And I'm not saying he's not the guy, and I'm not saying one game or one. Like, I think at this point he's the best option we have. Yes, He's going to be cheap for at least two more years. That still gives you enough time to really evaluate him. But what I was saying last night to Chris while we were uh, uh, gearing up for the Monday Night Football telecast is I've still never seen him win a playoff game. I'm sorry. I have to see that. It's the same thing they said about Lamar until he won that playoff game last year against Tennessee. I don't believe you. I'm sorry, two years ago. I, will f- I don't believe you or I refuse to believe you until you win on the biggest stages. Until you win when people have a week to just prepare for you in an entire season. When people can just slow down the game, when the intensity is different, when the level of execution needs to be the tip top of sports. I don't believe that Jalen Hurts can do that yet. And I'm sorry that's the truth. And it sounds like when you look at
0: the NFL playoffs, it's the least margin of error because it's only one game. Yep. That's like in basketball, like okay, listen, we lost this game. Okay, maybe we could do this, that differently. Same with baseball, same with hockey. NFL, that's it. You lose your home. Exactly. No, one hundred percent. I um, because let's let's be real. Like, let's say the Seahawks win the division and the Forty Nine ers are a wild card team and they have to come here. Do you feel confident about the way to? Nope.
1: I don't even need that. Nope. So I don't want to see if Tampa's a wild card team and they got to come here for divisional round going to say no. That's my point. Now, anybody else in the NFC, we can have a conversation with. I'll even say this as much as he struggles in the playoffs. Do you pick Jalen Hurts over Aaron Rodgers outright? No. That is a scary concept for a team who has Super Bowl aspirations. So we can make the jokes like, oh, the Bills are 6-3. I'd still take that team over us right now if I needed a playoff win. Yeah. They're battle-tested. They've been there. I've, I've seen Josh Allen go toe-to-toe with that man. And then again, he left – he left the field with a lead. I always say as a quarterback, I can't. you can't play defense. If you leave the field with a lead, that's not on you. Yeah. So, I think this is a chance to – it's almost like, you know, those moments of adulting you have where, like, clearly something's going on or clearly there are issues, but you're doing a good job pushing through. So, you're kind of like, nah, everything's cool. And then when the break finally happens, right, you're kind of like, oh, crap, I guess nothing was cool. I was just kind of going on. This is that chance. This is the state of emergency for the Eagles. I am soundingly alarmed. Our run defense will be the reason that we will not win a playoff game. Please, and please, 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 stop doing the Jonathan game and be the reason we won't win a playoff game. No, the fact that we can't get constant pass rush will be the reason we don't win a playoff game. We can't stop the run or stop people. Like, just to see dudes getting carried is like, I've never seen someone carry Fletcher Cox.
0: Dude, I've never seen Fletcher get put on the ground the way for as many times as he did last night.
1: It was like. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And that's not even the crap on Fletcher. He's one of my favorite Eagles of all time. But it's like, dude. It was like, remember in the first Black Panther, like, T'Challa was
0: getting watched by Killmonger mm-hmm. during during that, during that challenge? Yes. He was like, this shit king? I'm like, that's how I felt like watching Fletcher. I'm like, he was really that boy. He, he was, was really an all pro.
1: Like, And what happened to you, man? Age, man. Father Time is undefeated, dude. You know that. Yeah, I know. You know, you know that. There's a very few of you. It's still people rumbling. LeBron, Brady, and you see what they're going through. Yeah. Whether it's the team eventually falls around you, maybe you don't have the same spirit, whatever the case may be. But Father Time is undefeated. So that's all with Fletch. Same thing would be like. I'll be real with you, and you could tell me if I'm wrong or maybe I'm just. I will still say. Even with all the crap, the most annoying play of the game to me was that pa- uh the rough-and-the-passer call. Yeah. Because they, they didn't make the wrong call. Because if you look at it in real-time motion, it looks bad. When you slow it down, you see BG's. And, you know, I was talking to my dad about this yesterday, and it was just like, Reddick's already there. Why are you diving on the ground? He's clearly going down. Like. And, and, you're, and you're a 13-year vet. Like, that's crazy. That's a Derek Barnett penalty. Yes. And you make that. And it was just like, what? And people can blame time and go, that
0: was a smart play
1: because he knew. That was a brilliant play because either way, y'all don't have no timeouts left. it's 2022, the quarterbacks are going to get protected. And then he made them make the call. Flopped his behind off and made them make the call. Like, I'm not even mad at it. Taylor Heineke played a very incredibly smart game. It also tells you how dumb Carson Wentz is a quarterback. And I hate to use the word dumb or try to, like, disparage that man's intelligence. But just, like, in general, how smart Heineke was with the ball and how smart he was with the plays. Whatever he lacks. Excuse me. And I feel like that's really with any quarterback. Whatever you lack in, like,
0: natural talent as to why you originally wasn't drafted or, like, viewed as a franchise guy, you make up for all the intangibles. Exactly. And that's why I feel like where Carson Wentz lacked. I mean, Carson does have the natural natural gifts. Yes. But just the stuff between the ears, the stuff that makes you a longstanding member as a franchise quarterback or just a starting quarterback in general mm-hmm. for years, he doesn't have that. There are
1: throws that Carson Wentz can make that Jalen Hurts and Taylor Heineke can't make. Yeah. It's a fact. But there are plays that I know both Jalen Hurts and Taylor Heineke would make that Carson Wentz would be like, huh, I can't even think of that. You know, so – Um. I'm sure you know. Ron Rivera played. Uh, he played tag with the media last night at the press conference. You know, I'll you know make my decision. Da da da. Taylor is your starting quarterback the rest of this year until further notice. And you cut your losses with Carson Wentz at the end of this year. Yep, that's the reality. That's the reality. You, if you had never, this is the kicker, right? And, this is not, and honestly, it's honestly something they should have done like a long time ago. No, not even this. This forget long time. Why is he even on your roster? What was the point? What was What was the point? I'm sorry.
0: I saw Taylor Heineke go toe-for-toe. With Tom Tom Brady in a playoff playoff game. game. And they almost
1: won that playoff game. Like, huh? In a home playoff game, dude. Yes. Because Taylor Heineke got y'all that home playoff game. So what was the point? I, I have been racking my brain the last 12 to 24 hours, Chris, just thinking, like, as I saw the stat, it was like, yeah, Commanders have won five or six since going, um, one mm-hmm. and four to start the season. I'm just like So
0: if they would have went key, maybe that would have been better.
1: If they went It would have been a le- if maybe they would have went earlier, probably a legitimate fourteen team race. That's, Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just don't now. The Colts it made sense because you could rationalize all right, the Eagles did the Jalen Hurts uh, usurp and it, it threw Wentz off and da da da. But then you saw him go into an environment where the quarterback wanted them. The GM wanted them. The head coach wanted them. Head coach wanted them. And they rolled off the red carpet for him.
0: And it was just a fresh
1: start. And he pooped a bit. Yes. you All you had to do was beat the worst team in the league to send your team to the playoffs and you all got blown out. Hey, listen. That, hey, they
0: fired Urban Meyer like a week before. That threw him off.
1: Yo, like, <laughs> yo, like, but, like, but actually, dude, like, the worst team in football, dude. And. Y'all couldn't do so then my thing is, and I know Dan Snyder is one of those owners where he thinks he's Jerry Jones, so he wants to have like front office sway or whatever. I just want to know or be a fly on the wall for what the conversation was like, right? When they got to the point where they were like, Okay, so um um uh, shall I say this? Um y'all wanna get Carson Wentz? I the the fact that no one in that boardroom was like, nah. <laughs> it's crazy to me, dude. I'm sorry. And I don't think he and the crazy thing is I don't think body wise he's washed. He can still make all the throws. I don't think he scrambles as much as he should. Yeah. I don't think he uses the pocket as much as he should. Um, you know, but I guess that's getting closer to twenty nine thirty, and, you know, kind of being afraid. But I often, and this sounds weird, it's like someone missing an exit. They're all their friends are like, dude, you got to let it go. I find myself watching that 2017 Carson Wentz highlight tape. And it's like, what happened? And
0: I don't want to just chalk it up as like, oh, well, the ACL tear. It had to be something more than it
1: that. It had to, right? It had to. He looked like the best quarterback in football. And Regardless of the joke, is easy to make that oh Nick won a Super Bowl. Carson would have taken us to that Super Bowl. I do firmly believe he was that hot. I I firmly believe that. Um, but you know now with Washington, you know if they want to put Carson Wentz back in, all power to him. It makes our lives easier. Yeah. Um, but if you're smart, you go with Taylor Heineken. I'm be honest, let him start next year. You're probably gonna wind up eight and nine, nine and eight. You'll probably get the fourteen, fifteen pick. Go get you I I don't know, old lineman, another old lineman, yeah. maybe, a, maybe, a, maybe a corner, or a safety, or yeah, something like get that. Your,
0: get yourself probably the kid from Florida, Anthony Richardson. Let him sit a year.
1: Yeah, something like then you yeah then you can come around, let him sit a year behind Heineke and compete, grow it, grow that kid in a winning environment. But heineken has got the and you know. I love when guys are bureaucratic because it's so awkward when people try to put you – like Scott Van Pelt, he prefaced it. So I don't want to say Scott Van Pelt was trying to be inflammatory or, or incendiary or anything like that. But he was like, you know, I don't want to start anything. But, like, it seems like when this guy is in the game, y'all rally behind him. And you could tell he wanted to say, that's my quarterback in, in theory. But he, you know, kind of eloquently explained it as, hey, um, you know, uh, uh, this is a guy who we have chemistry for. We know he can come out here, help us win games and all this. That and the third, you know
0: and- – He's been with the team for three years. There's a reason why he's still there. Yep. And that's just real, like when your team rally behind you, and they know like what it is. As opposed to an outsider, which that's what Carson Wentz is.
1: An outsider used to be a rival.
0: Like, and that's and the thing is, is that if you're not winning with that outsider, and then that out, and then he's gone for whatever reason, he's hurt, and then the in-house guy starts winning, you don't rock the
1: boat. Well, see, the thing is, remember, you're the it's funny, you kind of jinxed this. You brought up the Commander Carson thing, and then literally the next day, they signed Carson, and then we came on the show and we talked about what it could look like, and this is what it could look like. There'll be games where he throws four touchdowns and 300 yards, and it's like, oh, wait, that, it's like the Leonardo DiCaprio. It's like, oh, that's Carson Wentz. And then there'll be games just like, oh, that's Carson Wentz. Yeah. And now you have to deal with that $30 million cap hit. Yep. And I think he may be done as a starter in the NFL at this point. Dude. Yeah,
0: he is. He's done.
1: The only thing I could see him doing is going somewhere to be a backup and getting a chance to start and really – and that may be the – you know, we all – as many chances as people give us to be at a certain level. Sometimes you have to be knocked off that level to realize what it's like to be at that level and then the work to get back
0: there. Ryan Tannehill, Geno Smith. We've,
1: we've seen it. Yeah. In our lifetime as well. You know what I mean? In particular, but yeah. we've seen it. Yeah. So – I think the best thing for him would be to go somewhere, be a clipboard warrior, back someone up. And not don't back someone up feeling like I should be out there playing. Back someone up knowing that you're the backup and that my job is to be as prepared as I can be humanly possible on Sundays. And once that comes, it's always all this has always been here. The body's already been there. When that mind comes for Wentz, man, if it ever does Yeah. You said it last year. It's the humility that Carson Wentz
0: needs to learn in order for him to Find that success that he had back in twenty seventeen. Yep.
1: Well, shoot, those guys in? loved him. He loved Jordan Matthews, Lo- Alshon. Those were guys who loved him. They wanted to play with him. They saw who he could be. Yep.
0: Um.
1: So you know, uh, you know, all's well that ends well. Uh, you know, obviously some mistakes to fix. Um, a winnable game in Indianapolis. I expect us to not roll Indy because I think they're going to control the clock the same way Washington did but I would expect us to fight fire with fire against a team that cannot stop the run, yeah. run the ball down their throats, Shane, Nick, run the ball against Indianapolis. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain it. I don't think Jalen Hurts should pass the ball more than 20 times next game. And that's not even like neutering him. I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Yeah. Run the ball. I mean, they, Yeah. Run the ball. Run, like That's it. That's the last superlative that we have here at the in running back sports show.
0: In the words of uh,
1: Sandra Bullock from The Blind Side, run
0: the ball. Run the ball. Real right. And once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJY and the running back sports show, sports for the culture. If you want to call to join the discussion, the number is 215-763-9596.
1: So before we move on to uh, our monster, um, number 21, any other games this weekend catch your eye, any teams, any storylines, any like, hmm, okay, somebody's starting to, okay, pique my interest? There was – Two potential games game of the years yes. that happened this week. Yes, so let's discuss those. Yes. Uh, Buffalo, Minnesota. Yes, and Cop- Packers and Cowboys. Cowboys, yes. yes. Also, honorable mention for Awesome Game, Detroit and Chicago. Yes. And I want to talk about Chicago because I want to give your boys flowers. But okay. No, actually, let's, let's talk about that first. Okay, yeah, so let's lead up. Okay, so Chicago, Detroit, two teams that we both affectionately, for different reasons, have fallen in love with this yes. year. Um, obviously, we both jokingly, not jokingly, but, you know, I guess now it's a joke. Pick Detroit to win the NFC North. Um, you know, we love the way Dan Campbell coaches. It's always great to see players become coaches because I think that's how the league should go. I don't think you should be a guy that's been respectfully a coordinator your whole life and then be a coach. But what can I say? I've never played professional football. Um, I also love that all his coordinators are also former players, whether it's Aaron Glenn, whether it's Deuce. Uh, I just feel like that staff. Randall is, Antoine, I feel like that staff is such a football staff that when they get the talent they need, it's going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, By the way, DJ Chark, Jameson Williams, and I'm around St. Brown, I dare you to name me seven, uh, three wide receivers better than that. But, um, uh, we missed uh, miss you, TJ. Huh? We missed you, TJ Hockinson. Yo, seriously. <laughs> I don't, I just, maybe they felt like they didn't need to pick. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but, uh, great game. Uh, Detroit was down early as Justin Fields has just turned into prime Michael Vick over the last month. Um, So, for people who were either Bears fans or frustrated with the Bears play over the last couple of years, it is actually hilarious for, I forgot their coach's name, uh, uh, Eberflus, right? Yes. Eberflus. Um, That he's known as the defensive guy. And he's coming and, whether it's his offensive coordinator or just an overall game plan from the coaching staff, has just decided to lean into what you do well. It's weird that when teams – have a strength and a, a strength and a clear weakness that if they accentuate that strength, it makes them a better team. It doesn't make up for all their mistakes, but I don't know. It's like they're more competitive and somehow – so it's like I, I get frustrated with the square peg round hole. That's the Eagles' problem sometimes. But the cool thing about Chicago, what Everflus has done is like, all right, I got to get the best I can get out of this defense. Cool. I'll worry about that. On offense, run the ball, move the pocket for Justin, give him some easy throws, and then we go from there. Um, In the past two weeks, he's had two almost 70-yard touchdown runs, Um, obviously breaking Michael Vick's uh, single-season – Rushing – Single-game rushing, regular-season rush record.
0: By a quarterback in a game. And he almost did it this week also. Who
1: who owns the record? Hmm. Random trivia. If anybody wants to call in, to give this one. I'm going to give Chris a second.
0: Wait, in a season?
1: No, not in a season. In a single game. They did it in a playoff game.
0: Kyle Kaepernick. Yep. 181,
1: 181 against the and if you're a football nerd, that game is legend that he was torching Green Bay in candlestick. Uh actually that might have been the last game, playoff game in candlestick, I believe. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, um Yeah, they were the number two seed that year. Yes, they were. Um then it was Levi next year. Yep, and then yep, and then Levi opened that Ooh.
0: year. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the highlights when I get out of here,
1: man. Oh yeah, we gotta go watch those oh, highlights. Those, yes. those strides, like, dude, he was. And then well, I don't even want to get into Kaepernick thing. We should save that for a culture thing, because you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I'm I want to give you guys flowers. You know, the Ohio State quarterbacks who can't make it in the league curse is 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 real. Um, just like I'm glad Juju kind of broke the uh, USC wide receivers can't be good for more than two seasons thing. Even though Robert Wood broke that, but he's never been great. But he's been good for more than two seasons. He's been consistent. He's been consistent, which is not. Ask Mike Williams. Ask Dwayne Jarrett. I'm sorry. Sensitive subjects. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. I'm. I'm sorry, bro. Um, shout out Drake London. Hopefully, he can also help break that. Um, but uh, yeah, man, he's got rocket arms. Hey, Steve Smith was a Super Bowl winner. That's true. Not to be confused with the Hall of Fame GOAT Steve Smith. Um, you know, I I really don't know what to say about Fields because I obviously watched him at um, Ohio State and I obviously saw the talent. You don't, you're not that big, you're not 6'3, 230 and can run a 4340, and you don't have and and have a rocket for an arm, and you know, you don't have some sort of talent. But to see what he's doing with probably one of the worst receiving cores in, I won't say NFL history, but he ain't too far off. Um, An online that's working and developing, and a defense that can't—that I don't know. Ever since they started scoring, just all of a sudden can't stop anybody. I mean, obviously, when you get rid of your best two defensive players, that doesn't help. Yeah. Um. The future's bright in Chicago. The future's bright for your boy, man. Yeah. And uh, it is.
0: And honestly, like my my cousin, rest in peace. Rest he, in would, peace he would be calling me right now, saying like, you know what, your kid ain't so bad for us.
1: Yo. He ain't so bad, and honestly, like I,
0: it it has me excited watching a lot of Chicago Bears games every week. Yeah, because he is much he is much watched, mm-hmm. and I love I like the move to be able But I don't like the price. But I feel like once would they
1: pay a second rounder? Yeah, wasn't he a second rounder?
0: Yeah, but he yeah, has cool. another. But he has another year before they decide like, whether or not he's getting ten to fifteen million.
1: I mean, but okay, if you have two first round picks next year and you gave up a second,
0: they don't have a. They don't have two first round picks.
1: Yeah, they do, right? No. They have the Chargers pick.
0: That was for this year. Oh, you're right. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, they, remember, they traded the second and the sixth for him.
1: Okay. Yeah, keep so. on stinking. Go get you Jackson and Big Miss Smith. <laughs> go get yeah. your teammate. You you go get your teammate. Yeah, so, like, I'm listen, I'm more confident, like, you know, use that first time. Honestly, they should use it on defense because they need somebody to – Stop I someone. get what she's saying, and I know they're gonna have money. I'd rather spend the money on defense and develop the offense. Does that make any sense?
0: Yeah, no, that Did makes you, sense. But like, 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 let's say they do get Slipher and but You got him. You got Darnell Mooney. You got Chase Claypool. Clay Clay That's you nasty. You got Cole
1: Commit. That's nasty.
0: And you got Montgomery and, and Herbert. Herbert. Plus, what feels? Yeah, could do and the say field. what you want about the offensive line. That entire offensive line is young. Braxton Jones is a rookie. And been Tevin Jenkins is going into his second year. Falling. Yeah. Like so recently. like, once that offensive line gets that cohesion,
1: it's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's the, a wrap. The Bears might
1: be really. And, my, my uh, by the way, don't let Detroit get a quarterback.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, we
1: were talking to Kai last week on the show, and, you know, they're a quarterback away, and that's no disrespect. They're a dis- Bryce they're Young are. away. They're a Bryce Young away. They really are. Yeah. And, like, and especially with Jamison it, coming back, they're going to have two first round picks because people are not talking about this. The Rams stink, and they're three and seven right now. And it's really bad. Cooper Cup now has a high ankle sprain. Like, it's bad over there. So even if they win, just by some miracle, seven straight games, which. That's not going to happen. They'd be 10-7, and 7, right, at best. Let's just say, real case scenario, they go 500 the west of the way. That's a 7-10 and 10 team. Or, 7, yeah, 7-10 and 10 team. That's almost guaranteed to be a top 10 almost pick, given that Detroit's probably going to have 1 and 11 overall. Yeah. Man, shout-out to a game that showed showcase what the NFL's future is going to look like on Sunday night primetime games in the coming future.
0: Yeah. And honestly, don't sleep on Houston also.
1: Oh, we talked. First of all, Houston has two first round picks this year and two first round picks next year. Yes, let's not get let's not get that messed up. Yeah, and Cleveland is uh, stinking up the joint. Yeah, so you know, I don't know if they're gonna even at this point, unless you're a game uh, within five hundred and you got a shot to make the playoffs, there's no reason to bring Deshaun out. I'm be honest, you let them chill, bring them back in through a whole training camp, let them get reacquainted with the guys, and then go from there. Uh, another game of the year candidate: Cowboys Packers. Yes. Oh thank God, Aaron Rodgers! Oh, it was getting so bad eating that crow. Yeah, I didn't like it. It's not. I don't. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all.
0: Thank you for coming back. Honestly, I'm. I'm really. Honestly though, real talk. Anybody who was down at the Senior Bowl was really happy for for what Christian Watson did this past Sunday. He was a Senior Bowl darling. He was six foot four. Runs four three forty. Honestly, like from my scout from from my scouters, I'm like. This guy's DJ Shark 2.0 in terms of the size, the speed, and everything in terms of measurements, in terms of, okay, what's it going to be like in his full potential. So, like, him catching those three touchdown passes after literally struggling to catch the football all season long is a great sign. Wonderful sign. Yeah, so, like, you have a Christian Watson game. You had a Romeo Dobbs game a few weeks ago on Sunday night. So, now those guys are fully getting integrated. And that's honestly the best case scenario now because they're four and six. The wild card scene in the NFC is completely wide open, in which you can still make a run at the mm-hmm. at the post at the postseason.
1: What was it one year? They were like six and six, five and six, and yeah. then they won five straight to make the playoffs. Yeah, game? I could see. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers' relaxed speech. That's why I say like, don't sleep on A-Rod to get hot, and this this may be the most dangerous version of the Packers yet because. You've never seen the Packers be the rabbit. The last time they won the Super Bowl, they were the rabbit dog that was hot at the right time.
0: Yeah, they were the last team in.
1: You don't want to see Aaron Rodgers as the last team in with confidence in the playoff game. Yeah. and I'll tell to, you that right and now. Not to
0: mention years before. And the formula's kind of similar now as opposed to when they were originally in. Because obviously A-Rod can still do A-Rod things, but they trust two, their running backs.
1: You got two studs. Yes. You got a, an offensive line that can run block. Yeah. You now have young wide receivers getting confidence. Randall Cobb will be back soon, so that's another reliable target. Robert Tunyon's I there. love Tunyon. Um, to
0: be honest, the the, the only hangup
1: is that defense. Yes, that amazing.
0: defense needs to turn that corner.
1: If that defense turned the corner, which is crazy because you have seven first rounders on your defense or something. You stupid have Jair like Alexander. That? You uh, Kenny Clark. Yeah. A Rashawn. What Gary Preston just Preston Smith. Rashawn Gary just got hurt. Preston Smith. Yeah.
0: I mean Quay Walker, rookie from Georgia, that was really good as
1: well. Adrian Amos. Yo, like they have some guys. Yeah. And so, um, I could see a second half surge from them easily. Now the Cowboys, for all intents and purposes, right all the jokes you want know I mean? to make, A Rod wasn't gonna play terrible forever. Yeah. And he wasn't gonna keep getting trashed in Green Bay. That was just it wasn't gonna happen. Like let's let's not do that. Yeah. So people could say this is a bad loss, but what I like to do on this show. We, we don't do the whole. Oh, I'm just gonna homerism and say all these. No, this is an understandable loss. A real game, a game you should have won. It happens. Um, I still, I still honestly, f- the, let's from from my vantage point. And I think you'll agree with this.
0: The Cowboys lost this game the same reason why the Philadelphia Eagles lost Washington. They got away from what they do best. They are a run football team. I don't care how much you're paying Dak Prescott. I don't care how many times you're beating this man, $40 million a year. Mm-hmm. You are a run-first football team. Talk you do it. not have the personnel to air it out for 30 to 35 times a game. You have CeeDee Lamb. You have Dalton Schultz. That's pretty much it. Michael Gallup is in and out of the lineup because of injury. You do not have the horses to be
1: a pass-heavy team. Exactly. No, you don't. And when you get the ball to Tony Pollard, it works. I've. N- I mean – I, I'm trying to think of a scenario and and in any sport where the backup is so much clearly more effective in the styling of offense you want to run than the starter. Where because
0: because the backup because the backup can't do what the starter does, so that's why you have to simplify the game plan. But hey, if and but it goes to show you when it doesn't, when it's not broke, you don't. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's be real. The last time, let's be real, 2016 was the last time the Dallas Cowboys were a legitimate threat.
1: Oh, yeah. I thought they were going to win the Super Bowl. Yes, exactly. I'm going to be completely 2016,
0: they were 13-3. They were the number one seed. They were, the how best, did, they, they were the best team in football. How did they do that? No, it wasn't Dak Prescott. It was Zeke Elliott.
1: Yep. 18 guards is a rookie.
0: Yes, it was because of the fact that you had the, another version of the Great Wall of Dallas. Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, healthy, healthy and young Tyron young. Smith. Yep. You were running the football. D. D. You were effective.
1: Doug free like they had a squad. Yes. So I agree with you that, you know, obviously now this is where the and part. If you guys don't want to run the ball and dominate at the line of scrimmage like y'all can, please, I beg of you. I appreciate it. I, I couldn't ask for more in that regard. But um, it doesn't make any sense for the way your team is constructed. So that's where Mike, Mah- Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy is going to have to wrestle with himself this week and Kellen Moore and kind of sure. come up and see and you know kind of look at the film and be like wow we need to run the ball more um i w- i have no panic meter on Dallas so i think they'll bounce back and, but i think this was a turning point win for green bay the young guys stepped up watson finally got they were I was like why would you draft this kid in the second round and it's like that's why by the way, he already has six touchdowns on the year. I don't think people know that because he had three in this game and he had three coming up to this before this thing, two rushing and, like, one in a punt return or something yeah. like that. So, for all the crap you're talking, he's probably going to end up close to 1,000 yards, probably with, like, six or seven receiving touchdowns, yeah. which is a solid rookie year. Um, And, obviously, the game of the weekend, probably the game of the year so far, um, Buffalo and Minnesota. Yes. Uh, I don't really know what else to say about this. This game had everything.
0: Um, Vikings fans, take a breath. Your team's legit.
1: Yeah. And I think from seeing last night and seeing what the Vikings are and what they can do, I don't know if a Vikings-Eagles game goes the same way the second time, if I'm being honest with myself. Not saying we lose, but it's darn sure not going to be a blowout. The
0: only thing, my only hang-up with Minnesota is that as phenomenal as Justin Jefferson is, I feel like they forget Dalvin Cook-Weight's. They forget They don't now. run the ball enough. Yeah. They, they don't, don't run, run the ball, ball, ball enough. enough. Not at all. Like, and you give Dalvin Cook the ball, he's a top five running back. Like, that, that 81. All day, every day. Yeah. That 81 yard touchdown run was like, yes. Not, not many. Listen, there are very few teams that can beat you in both ways. Yep. 49ers is one of them. Philadelphia, obviously, they could beat you in both ways in Spurs. But Minnesota can legitimately beat you in two ways. They can pound the rock, giving 20, 25 carries with Dalvin Cook, and they can air it out, giving Justin Jefferson 15 targets.
1: I think, and then going to get Hawkinson. Yeah. Obviously, you still have Thielen. <laughs> Their defense is not incredible, but it it's does. one. The, it does the job. Those are always the defenses that wind up winning championships. They're like, well, we're ranked twenty-six, but we have like forty takeaways. Yeah, Because we go and get the ball, we need to get the ball. Yeah. We bend, but don't break. I will tell you this: When was the last time a great defense won the Super Bowl?
0: Hmm. Tampa
1: was Tampa great, or were they just opportunistic? Let's be real about that. I would say the last great defense was the no-fly zone. Trying, are you talking about historic? No, just great. Uh, gr- like, when I say great, I mean a great defense. Like, a team where it was like, man, this is the team that this is built on their defense. This is built on their backs. Still no-fly zone. That's seven years ago, Chris. I mean, you could no, because I'm sorry that 2018 Rams – I mean, the 2018 Pats team. No, I can't give that to them because, honestly, that's still a Tom Brady-led team even though it was probably one of the weaker offensive units they have um, recently, you still have to say that's a Tom Brady-led team. Yeah, and let's just be real. Tom, if Tiger Gurley didn't have arthritis, it would be a completely different that game. That would have been a very different game. But I digress. Um, I say that to say is you don't have to have great defense. You have to have timely defense. And last night was the perfect example of, you know, terrible roughing the passer call standing. I won't even say par- terrible call terrible play on the rough in the pass, because they made the right call. People want to be mad. It was like, that's not the call. No. Given what the climate of 2022, as you said this perfectly earlier, Chris, given the climate of how quarterbacks are treated in 2022, I would rather him get up and get three yards to the line of scrimmage than take that. I'd rather him make it fourth and one and then you got to make one more stop than they give them an automatic first down to end the game. Right? Yes. So, um, you know, uh, like, timely defense, but the defense had gotten a stop. Now, you get Jalen the ball back, you never know what happens. Yeah. Um, but Let's be honest. If Quez just doesn't fumble – I'm sorry. I know I'm dumping on Quez, and I know it's never just one mistake that ends the game, and it's very easy to point out when people make simple mistakes. But I'm sorry, that fumble was really egregious.
0: I mean, in real talk, he was down by contact, technically. No, he wasn't. He had to need – what? Well, was No. Touch-
1: so this is what happened. He catches the ball. Forrest goes to swipe at him. Forrest never hits him. He rolls, gets up. No one touches you and you get up you're a, you're a legal player. He then went to go reshuffle the ball instead of someone's coming. he's like, oh I got green grass in front of me Forrest Hawk them down, strip sack from behind strip from behind. So you didn't actually see the quest play live. You were still asleep. So play action pass. Jalen steps up in the pocket launches uh, it I just saw safe. I just
0: saw it on Twitter. Just, oh, okay. oh God.
1: yeah, I know yeah do you see why I'm at? The Dallas play I'm sorry. I'm not trying to just give him pass because he did fumble the ball. He also got his freaking helmet and shoulder ripped to the point where he's now injured.
0: Yeah, and he's going to be out for a few weeks.
1: Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm saying if there's a ch- if there's any play where you can excuse a player for fumbling, it's where you freaking get injured, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. What is Quez's excuse? That's just terrible ball security. That's like second year Miles ball security. Are you running it back right now? It's bad. I know. It's real. That's why I keep thinking about it because at that point it's twenty six twenty one. Right? Mm-hmm. We're driving. We would have been at the 20. I think it was, let's call it three minutes left, three, four minutes left. You could have milked the rest of that clock, made them use their timeout, scored, going for the two-point conversion, and then trusted your defense with momentum and a chance to rest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. All of it, I, All these mistakes we'd have been talking about, I was like, well, Eagles are 9-0, so, you know, you make mistakes, but you win. You know, so it will be interesting to see how they bounce back next week. Um, but... Back to Minnesota and you know Buffalo. In Buffalo. Um, for Minnesota, I'll be honest it's not even a Dalvin Cook running the ball thing. I'll be real, I just need to see Kirk Cousins step up. Are you, are I that, think he has. No, I don't mean I ain't talking about the regular season. I know Kirk Cousins can take you to the playoffs. Yeah, I so let's know. not let's not get that messed up. He I can mean, take you to the playoffs. I need to see there is one signature Kirk Cousins playoff game, it's when he beat the Saints thanks. in New Orleans. There other than that there's no signature There's no signature uh, uh, Justin, uh, not Justin Jefferson. There's no signature Kirk Cousins game in the playoffs. He needs to change that. For me to be afraid, for me to think that he could go into Dallas or they could come here or they could go into San Fran, I need to see that. I would say even more than that, because I know if you give the ball, I put it to you like this, right? You know if you give Dalvin Cook the ball 20, 25 times good things are going to happen. Yes. Do you know if you let Car Cousins throw the ball 30 times in a playoff game, yeah, good things are going to happen? Yeah,
0: but also you need to, like I said, in terms of climbing in the NFL, you don't need to have an elite quarterback to win a game. You just need to trust your personnel and to execute as much as possible. I think you need an elite quarterback to win Super Bowls. I do. Well, that, yeah, I agree with that. I'm just saying, just to win playoff games, listen, we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo have done it multiple times. We've seen Ryan Tannehill I mean, take his team all the way to the AFC Championship. Respectfully, game
1: Jimmy, he should have a ring.
0: Well, yeah, well, that if you don't throw, well, you don't overthrow, overthrow Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. Ugh. But I'm just saying, like, the way the league is now, you don't need to really do much to win a playoff game. You just need to execute your personnel. And we all know when January rolls around, it's about who can win the battle in the trenches. Yep. And you have two really good running backs in Minnesota that is capable of doing that. That's Dalvin Cook and Madison.
1: Exactly. No. um, And more importantly, Justin Jefferson, man. I know we're over it because we got AJ and Devontae. I'm not over it. I'm not over it. Thank you. I know we're supposed to be over it. I'm not over it, bro. I'm not over it. Oh, he was sitting. It's not like he got picked before us or a couple picks before, like CD did or whatever the case may be. He was right there. And then it's not like we went and got, I can't even think of, Brandon Ayuk who's been pretty good, right? Yeah. Or we, T. Higgins. Or T. Higgins, right? We went and got the worst receiver of that class, hands down.
0: And he's on that team. He literally was on the sidelines watching that catch. He was like, dang, wish I could do that. Wish I could.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's so trash. <laughs> he's so trash, yo. I'm sorry. And then, like, what I didn't like, right, is I get it. And this is why I respect KD, because he said something interesting uh, in an in a, uh, uh, interview on his, uh, his podcast, John. Yeah. He was talking to his co-host, and he was like, you know, when fans boo you or get on you because you're not playing well, like, that is what it is. That's part of the game. No one ever used to come at Jalen Rager's character and be like, oh, you're a bad person. You, like, you suck, dude. Like, you don't do anything positive or cheer-inducing on the field. You don't. And then they'll say stuff like, "Oh, I never got a chance." Or blah, 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 blah. You've got plenty of chances. You bro. had plenty of chances, my guy.
0: Like we like at that point the last resort for us
1: was to we, trade you for a fifth rounder.
0: Yeah, no. Like we tried you on special teams and you weren't that good.
1: You literally had one punt return for TD. That was your rookie year, Bruh. And that's it. Speaking of punt returns, somebody get Brandon Covey some help out there, man. <laughs> Cuz somebody could, I'm, I'm, I don't know how many of y'all that listen to us are on Eagles Twitter. I, uh, but oh. one of my favorite tropes on Eagles Twitter is every punt return. We just all collectively pray that Brian Covey don't die. Cause he be getting destroyed, getting cooked <laughs> out there. For no reason. It is like every, it's every punt. It's not every other yeah. punt. It's every I have not seen him not get smacked once.
0: Also <laughs> We talk so much about Minnesota, we haven't talked about Buffalo at all.
1: Oh no, we're getting to Buffalo. Yeah. Or oh, we're getting a buffalo. Um, buffalo is what they are, and I, I guess that's like a like a like a very anticlimactic thing to say about giving Minnesota all their flowers. But we're discovering who this version of Minnesota can be. I think. So when a team gets into like a holding pattern, right? Yeah. That can be a good or a bad thing. Like the Chiefs have been in a holding pattern since twenty eighteen, since Patrick Mahomes took over, since you know, since um, since Tyreek, since Tyreek was there, since Kelsey was there, since that inception of that team they've been around the same team, the same level of team, maybe a little better, a little less, correct? Yes. Same thing with A-Rod's peak or that four or five-year period where they were just there. And he kind of had two of them because there was like the 2011 to 2015 and then there was like the 20. Then, then the second prime. Then the second prime, right? So you know what I mean when I say that. Buffalo is in their holding pattern of you have Stephon Diggs, you have Allen, you've added Vaughn. You got Dawson Knox. You got Gabe Davis. You, you got the key players. You got you know what your identity is. You know what y'all do is to go out there and do it. You lost the game, you should have won. You lost the game that if you do that snap nine out of ten times. It doesn't be a fumble. It's not a fumble. So, But also,
0: it also goes to show you that the one thing I really don't like about the NFL now is that I understand, you know, four from one, it's a you want to maximize the best opportunity, but at some points. Just take the points. You were up twenty seven seventeen at one point. Either kick the field goal or at that point, Devin Singletary just got his first two touchdown rushing touchdowns of the year. Why not let him go for a third?
1: Because you're trusting your franchise quarterback? I
0: get that. But also at the same time, I didn't know my franchise quarterback was going to be playing up until that up until the final hour.
1: That's true. That's yeah, so true. like
0: why would I try to so at that point it's like and as much as people give, you know, Sean McDermott like his flowers to justifiable sell, like that was a really dumb call. I'll and say- like I understand like if it works, it works.
1: You look like a genius mm-hmm. because you have Josh Allen. But at some point, it's like, yeah, maybe we should probably just run the ball. You don't feel like Sean McDermott's giving you Mike McCarthy with a- prime A rod vibes right now? Yeah, honestly, I have a hot take. Just period about Buffalo. Like let's let's.
0: As much as I love Buffalo and as much as I love Josh Allen and watching him play. You picked him to go to the Super Bowl. I I absolutely did. But just watching the entire recklessness of him throwing interceptions and just being careless, he is literally what Carson Wentz is if he would have never got
1: hurt. Yes. I've been said that. I've always said there was a point where it was no question that Carson Wentz was better than Josh Allen. There was no no question. You know what I mean? Yeah. So – so, like
0: all the stuff, all the extra ad ad-libs stuff you're doing that everybody loves about home like yeah, if it works it's it's great
1: if it doesn't you're if it, it doesn't, it's
0: like, <laughs> oh my God, what are you
1: doing, and that's what you're that's the version of the Buffalo Bills you're seeing right now, Mahomes, for example and and it's funny because Mahome's greatness is almost taken so much for granted because now everybody wants to oh well, Lamar's better than him and uh, uh, Josh Allen is better than him now. Oh well, I take Herbert over Mahomes. It's the it's the cute, trendy thing to say, right? I will take Burrow over him. Yeah. There are only two men who have a playoff win uh-huh. over Patrick Mahomes. Uh-huh. One of them is Joe Shiesty. Mm-hmm. The other son, the other is Tom Brady. Yeah, is Tom Brady. Yeah, I know. And oh, just in case you was like coming at me about Cincinnati or whatever, the Super Bowl loss hangover is real. I saw that coming. Yeah. Ever, the, anyone who's followed football as long as we have saw that coming. I'm just saying. And also the fact that you don't have Javon Chase. Chase for the middle part of your season. Your that, best match. That weapon. sucks. Exactly. So, you know, um, what was I about to say? Shout uh, out to the Miami Dolphins. Called it. What, the Dolphins being good? Yes. Stevie Wonder could have called that one, Chris. No, no stop it. No one no one believed in Tua. No one believed in Who? Tua. Who? Right. No, I'm not saying who. I'm saying who in this room. Oh, no. Oh, who in this room?
0: I never heard you talk. I, Don't do that. I never heard you talk about Tua. Don't do that. Okay, fine. What's your opinion on Tua?
1: I never heard. like we. It's, okay, also, we never really talked about Tua. Talk am about lower period. That's fair, yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, that should kind of tell you what it is, but it's kind of like, okay, I thought he was good at Alabama. I never saw the hype. Um, To me, you couldn't tell me he was that much better than Mac Jones or Jalen Hurts. Um, in the league, though, I've now seen that he's a much more accurate and natural pocket passer than both of them. Yes. He's more athletic than Mac, maybe not than Draylon. And so and I think – a lot more athletic than people want to give him credit for. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that lefty, you know, you love your lefties. That lefty gives him a different angle. Yes. And um, now, will I say that I saw him, you know, pretty much having Tyreek and, and Jalen Waddle put up historic numbers together? No, I didn't think they would rival Mark and Mark. From uh, from those old uh, Marino days. Yeah. um I'm excited to see it, man. And to be honest, like, all right. Everybody did it to us, and I didn't like it. I hate when every I get it. It's part of the sports media cycle, so it's calling this down redundant because we've done it too on the show. I hate when everyone crowns a team that hasn't done anything yet. To me, the only teams you should – for lack of a better term, uh, uh Joe, is teams who've proven it. The Rams, if you would have said, oh, I think the Rams are going to come, even if you say, I don't know that they're going to be as good, they are the defending champs until proven otherwise. They are the champs until someone beats them, until they don't make the playoffs or they lose in the playoffs, correct? Yes. Tampa was the same way last year. They were the champs until they lost against, uh, against L.A. So, excuse me. Um, I, I, I guess what I'll say about Buffalo is, is they're on a very slippery slope. Because the Jets believe in themselves. You know a Belichick team is, for nothing else, they're going to play sound football down the end of the stretch. Yes. They're going to get to 9-8 and 10-7, and, and, and you're going to have – they're going to get to 10-8, 9-7. I can promise you that. Maybe 8-9 and nine if, if they falter really, but if Matt can screw his head on right, they can get to 10-7. Um, I'm just saying when it comes to Miami and, like,
0: I was like, when it started 3-0, I'm like, yeah, Miami's legit, and everybody's like, oh, no, they're going to falter down the street. When Tua is fully healthy and he finishes the game, that's zero z- losses. Zero losses, period, point blank. And everybody wants to, oh, well, that's what happens when you have, you know, Tariq Hill and Jay-Wall. I'm like, oh, so he should get
1: less credit because – the His team, the team actually did what a team is supposed to do and get your young quarterback. Yeah and, about,
0: yeah, and like the biggest false narrative in regards to all of this is that, oh well, I could just throw a, well anybody could just throw a ball to Tariq Hill and he could just take it eighty yards in the house. They are fourteenth in the league in yards after the catch. You want to know who's first? Who, the Kansas City Chiefs. One is one is obviously the MVP of the league, and to be honest, the season ended today. I would give him my MVP vote. And the other one, yes, yes, he's the MVP. Yes, and the other one is like, oh, I'm not sure if he's an MVP candidate. Tua is number two on the MVP, but on my, on my, on your ballot, yes, I agree. It goes for me, Mahomes, Tua, I, Jalen Hurts, because what he's because he still has 21 combined touchdowns in like nine games. That's ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. And more importantly, like everybody gave me crap on it on Facebook when I posted it. Gino deserves MVP love, at least a little. Yes. I don't even care if he gets a third place vote. Like, for <laughs> No, seriously. And I feel like people don't really like, I'll get in more into that after this caller. 98.5 WJYM, Running Back Sports.
2: Where's my theme music at, boy?
0: Oh, hey, hey Pops, how's it going?
2: <laughs> it's going. Going better than the Eagles went last night. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. See Hello? You. Yeah, floor's yours. We'll talk about it.
2: Yeah. Look. I was under no delusions, under paranoid delusions, that the Eagles would go unbeaten this season. Okay, everybody's lose sometime or another, but the way they lost nat- last night was completely avoidable. Mainly if they had run the ball, mainly if they hadn't waited until the fourth quarter to run the ball, mm. mainly if they hadn't played, if like Jonathan Gannon once again played so scared, you know, being scared of Taylor Heineke, he played all the linebackers and he played all the safeties off of everybody. No quarterback, no, no pressure on the quarterback, okay? And every time I turned around, there was nobody within five yards of watching the receiver. And Terry McLaren killed us once again. You know, start. if Terry McLaren played the Eagles like six times a year and everything, he'd be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> All right? So I hope for whatever Honestly, reason, you know, <laughs> Sirianni is, in, is uh, digging in his ear and, and, and look, man, you got you to do something to change it. Our special teams suck. All right. I mean, have, have I missed anything? No. Nope. Please, so have, have I missed anything?
1: Nope. You won't play so far.
0: I preach. Talk your talk.
2: You know, and you know the defense was the defense was on a good playing a good clip this year until that until that game last night. And I was saying to myself, you know, did 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 have a relapse? Did you forget like to actually like you know put like put pressure on the quarterback? Okay, and to keep receivers from catching the balls, you have to have somebody on them. Did I miss something? Did you miss, miss the assignment? Did you miss the memo or something? I forget.
0: <laughs> no.
2: That game last night, man, like I said, I stayed sober for that. <laughs> mm. Oh, well. Yeah. What can you do, yeah, right? I'm not going to next the game, saying, I stayed on to sober next for next that, game, too. Right?
0: But, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. But also at the same time, it's like, the like I said earlier, we can sit here we could blame Gannon because he's the low-hanging fruit. But in the end, you don't acquire this much talent in the trenches and for none of them to produce. Like, we traded for Robert Quinn. Brandon Graham's back healthy. We still got Fletcher Cox. Javon Hargrave was a pro bowler last year. We paid $45 million for Hassan Reddick. At some point, somebody has to step up and somebody has to do something. So the fact that nobody was able to really do anything to encourage any sort of confidence in terms of either stopping the run or getting after the, getting after the quarterback, that's troublesome. And you're playing a bunch of run, really good running, running offenses for pretty much the remainder of your schedule. So for the fact that this team has still shown an ineptitude to not stop the run, especially now with Jordan Davis being out, and honestly that's a little unfair to him because we're putting all this pressure on a rookie – that's troubling. I
1: mean, that rookie's our best friend defender. So
0: Yeah, that's that's true. That's
1: just a fact. Well, all I got
2: to say is, if they play like that for the rest of the season, the season. I mean, <laughs> those high hopes. You know, the you know the high, the high hopes having like home field advantage at the playoffs because Minnesota has the same record we do right now. <laughs> I just okay, <laughs> go figure. Right? Because uh. Justin Jefferson's got Kirk Cousins looking like Rambo Cunningham.
1: <laughs> On the field Not, and off the field, apparently.
2: Yeah. And Justin Just Jefferson, like once again, you know, every time I see that kid, I'm like, you know, we pick Jalen Rager over him. Oh, yeah. And speaking of Jalen Rager taking shots and everything, listen, you bum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um Smith. Has more yards yards in the first in the first you um, know his first season as an Eagle and everything. He had your entire career as an Eagle, man. So go sit over there by the water cooler and bring Justin Jefferson's water. He tells you to, okay? You're the water boy, so so keep your mouth shut. All right, how about that?
0: Yeah, sounds about right.
2: Taking shots at you. What, what is he? Doing, what is he in this season? Was what, what he was league he leading like you know like uh well like you know um equip, like you know pick up um football for the equipment cart, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the
0: funniest thing. Like, we never personally attacked Jalen Rager. It was all because of his production on the field or lack of production on the field. So the fact that he's trying to send shots at us saying, like, oh, well, this and the third I'm like, bro, like you weren't good. We've given you multiple opportunities to prove it. As wide receiver one, as a slot receiver, you dropped multiple game winning touchdown passes. You weren't that good on special teams outside of your rookie year. So what is it really? For you to really talk about us for.
2: Yeah, pretty much. And speaking of which, I look at it this way. Jalen Rager, you know, with the except really I'm sorry, Jalen Hurts had a pretty good game. Yeah. You know. Yes. That touched that ball that Smith that that ball got ripped out of Smith's hands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That got it fumble. They broke his neck. Okay, ripped his head off, broke his neck and everything. Yeah. If for whatever reason line judge was right there or standing right there, but all of a sudden he got cataracts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And Quez Watkins, I can't fault the with too much because he was trying to make a play. He doesn't protect the ball. Right. Yeah. But those were those were game those were those all killed the drives that could have changed the course of the game.
0: Yeah. I saw okay. one tweet where it's like And
2: basically, you know, Jalen, you know, Jalen Hurts, he did what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he showed he's sure he's leading because he took him on a chance and said, look, you know, it was on me. We got to do a better job. I got to do a better job. Put my teammates in a better position. Okay. I mean, it could be worse. You know, our quarterback could be uh, Dak Prescott from Sunday.
1: Our quarterback could be Carson Wentz. <laughs>
2: yeah, see, there you go. Glass <laughs>
1: half full. <laughs> could, be gone, could be going to miss <laughs> you.
2: Yeah. And hey, Carson was incognito. He was wearing one of those big hoodies and everything. They had they had they had the baseball kept down over his riser. couldn't nobody see him. Oh yeah. But I love how was uh, the uh the uh, broadcast could say, hey, wait, oh
1: there's Carson, it looks like he's hiding. Yo. Yeah,
2: Carson. I yeah. just think honestly
1: we needed to run the ball more. That's that's that that's it. Last night is different if we run the ball. I really believe that. I think it's that simple. You could break everything down to if you run the ball, there's no need for that deep quest rockets pass. Jalen doesn't try that AJ Brown throw on third and long. We control the clock, and our defense isn't gassed and tired. Because it's not like people made it seem like Washington was gashing us. They weren't gashing us. It was like cut death by a thousand cuts. It was like, oh, three, uh, first and ten, all right, second and seven. Okay, third and four. Oh, and then somehow they picked up just enough for the four-yard gain. so now you got to stay on the field. It's like you can't give up 12 and 13 play drives. I don't care how terrible offense is. That's going to eat away at your defense.
2: Well, look. Say what you want about Sanders him being injury prone, okay? That kid is on was on the pace for a 1,200 yards rushing season.
1: Yes, sir. Okay,
2: and the fact that they really only gave him the ball like, two or three times—that absolutely blew my mind.
1: Yep.
2: It, 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 I mean, it really did. That absolutely blew my mind because every time I turned around, every time I turned around, you know, you got you got Jalen Hurts back in a shotgun, or you know, five receiver sets, you know, or three receivers like two tight ends. I'm like, you know. Miles Sanders is relatively fresh. I mean, he was basically untouched.
1: Yeah, I I didn't get it. It made no sense.
2: Okay, I mean, use Sanders, you know, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell and everything, they get you yardage. And why they shot away from that, I don't know.
1: Is Kenny in the doghouse? Because it feels like he touched the ball once a week at this point. If that. If that. And it feels like whenever they give him the ball more than five times, he scores. It's like it has to be a stat if someone was to look that up. If Kenny Gainwell gets more than five carries, I guarantee you he has a touchdown in every one of those games.
0: Free trade Sermon.
1: I don't get that it. I had no idea, but don't be surprised that one week Jonathan Gannon
2: tries to outdo uh, tries to have Jalen Hurts outdo Patrick Mahomes when Mahomes threw the ball sixty eight times. That's th- that 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 still boggles my mind.
1: Yeah. In a Sunday night game, I mean, they won, but like sixty eight pass attempts is crazy. Yeah. Think about it, sixty-eight times, sixty-eight times. Well, that's Andy Reid for you. The run ain't working. Yeah.
2: We throwing it, baby. Okay. So once again, Jonathan Gannon's doing his best Andy Reid impersonation. Yes, he is. Throw, 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 throw. Get I mean, a quarterback kill.
0: I mean Nick Sirianni, not Jonathan Gannon. Okay. Staking. So
2: now to play. you know, painful as it is, you know we got to move on and think about the Colts because you know, you know they look they don't like their pushovers anymore and. With the, way the, with the way the birds played yesterday and everything, you know, you got to say, you know, they have to adjust this to make, you know, they're hurting. You know, God is going to be out for a while. You know, Jordan Davis is still out. And they're like, oh, well, Jordan Davis is out. All, you know, so. we ain't got no pass rush and everything. So, what are you paying all the linemen for? What are you all those linebackers for? True. Yeah. So. So, well, silver the we'll for
0: Philadelphia is that if the season ended today, yeah. they would have the number four and overall pick
2: in the hey I'm, I'm just going to touch on the Sixers real quick. Congratulations, Joel Embiid, for being the NBA Conference Player of the Week in the uh, Eastern Conference. But uh, uh, I'm sorry, as long as Doc is coaching everything, I can't. I, I, I can't. I'm. I'm a die You Just Sixers can't get fan, into it. I but get it. What? My, my, yeah. But um, they're in for you. a limited run with Doc. With Doc as coach. I'm sorry, Glenn Rivers is coach.
1: Yeah, no, okay. I agree, and it, it's hard to get up for that when you're just like, I know where this ends.
2: Okay. Like I said, for me, the telling sign of the season, I said it from the get-go, was when Jason Tatum absolutely obliterated P.J. Tucker. And he was our big-name free agent signing, you know, three years, what, $30 million, when nobody else was paying him. Okay, that Boston game, where the Sixers got rocked, I said, PJ Tucker looks out there. Looks slower than I I do, okay. And I had no kneecap in my left knee. And they're talking about he's going to be out for a while. Okay, fine. Harden, you know, he's back in the shape. You know, Harden. But when Harden comes back, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Maxie and Embiid aren't going to have as many touches because it's going to go back to the Houston offense. Funnel, you know, shut the you know, funnel ball through Harden. Okay, yeah. no adjustments. Okay, no defense. They shut the ball through Harden. And be you know, st- you know stay outside the, outside the paint, you know, go for those soft jumpers and occasional alley hoop, you know, and it's going to stop Maxie's growth.
1: Yep. Because you see when you put the ball in Maxie's hands, what he can do and what he's, he's feeling he's growing towards becoming. But if every time it's got to be about making sure – like, even in a game where Joe is killing, Maxie's the second leading scorer. You know what I mean? It's like, but when Harden's out there, I think that throws off that synergy. Even as much as I can tell Harden wants that goodwill for Maxie in and of itself.
2: See, And I told everybody this. This is one of the main reasons why I didn't want Harden. I'll give Harden's props. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's a baller, okay. But he's just too ball dominant, okay. Now last year he was only here from March until the playoffs. You know he wasn't in like you know playing shape. He was still nursed an injury, okay. So he changed his game to accommodate everybody else. But now that he's back in playing shape and full strength, he's gonna play Harden's game, okay. And we see how well that worked out in Houston. <laughs> Okay. And I told and I caught I caught hell for it, I freely admit, I caught hell for like, you know, saying like I didn't want Harden. I wanted somebody like PJ McCollum because PJ McCollum either PJ McCollum or Dane Lewis, their games would have Joel Jordan B perfectly. And you would not have had to give up as much to get him. Either one of those two. But the team is, you know the team is what it is. So we're gonna see what it shakes out.
1: But Would you consider if if we don't do anything this year, would you consider the unconsiderable? Would you consider trading Joe? Blowing it up. The
2: Sixers make it to the Eastern Conference finals, I'll say, okay, fine, you know, it was a partially successful year. If they don't make it to the finals, it's
1: a failure. Would you trade Joe? (laughs) (laughs) I'm really
2: getting to that point.
1: I am my, my dad was at the same point. That's why I'm asking. He's like, I'd trade Joe tomorrow if the package is right. Okay. And I'm kind of there too.
2: As talented as talented as he is, he's a front runner. When things go his way, he's fine, he's cool. But as soon as things as things go south, what does he do? He throws the teammates under the bus. And there's nobody on that te- there's really nobody on that team to that has a championship pedigree that can get in Joel's face and say, Look, you're gonna do things this way. The only one they really had that could like get through the Joe was Jimmy Butler. PJ Tucker won a championship with the Bucks, but PJ Tucker's a is washed.
1: Oh, yeah, and Joe is gonna be like, "I'm not washed. listening to you. I'm one of okay. the best players in the league."
2: You know, the, Joel really doesn't. I mean, and Harden, he hasn't won anything either. Okay, Harden's gonna get his points because he wants his money. So. As far as Trade the the and yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty much like you know the needle's going toward for me towards that because you're looking you're looking what the Jazz got for Rudy Gobert and uh, Donovan and Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. you know they freeze and that that's to me that's like another like you know that's what they what the Jazz got for uh, Rudy Gobert that's that's the equivalent of what the Cowboys got for Herschel Walker you know out of Jimmy Johnson, yeah. five number one draft picks of four players. Rudy Gobert, just imagine if the Sixers are going for Joel Embiid. It's something to think about, don't you think?
1: Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah.
2: Without question. You know, because I'm tired of the process. The process is over. The process is done with. Okay? It's time, you know, the championship window, to me, closed when they let Jimmy Butler walk. Yep, but we'll see what
1: happens. I still agree with that. Yeah. You know,
2: and Bubble Jimmy would have
1: never let us get swept by Boston. Yeah,
2: you know, and all this Senator and all this, you know, the whole process. You know, they acquired all these draft picks, but they didn't use them the right way.
0: Nope. Nope. Which was the issue? Yep. I had no problem with what Sam Hinkie was doing, but and also,
2: once again, I never wanted Ben Simmons. I never wanted Ben Simmons.
1: I mean, if, if, if we draft Jason Tatum instead of Markel Fultz, like there's so many Marvel what ifs of just like you make one right decision here, but that's, you know, that's life in general. And now this is where we are in the process. Personally, from what I've seen this year, we're not on Boston's level, we're not on Milwaukee's level. Well, Milwaukee's a, a tier above everybody else. Exactly. And those are the top two teams in the conference. You're not, there's going to be the Eastern Conference finals. I'm mm-hmm. telling you right now. Both teams should healthy. Our, that's the Eastern Conference Final. Should I argue we around Cleveland's level? That's what I'm saying. And if you go to Tier Under that, you're talking Cleveland, Toronto. Are we better than Toronto? I don't. I didn't feel like we, was, we barely beat them last year. So, uh, I believe if, like you said, if we don't make it to the finals, it's a wrap. And I think you blow it up. I'm serious. I'd be okay with that. At this point, I'd rather us. I'd rather suck again. And then try to figure it out from that point than to just keep trying to do this and then it's I don't want Doc Rivers here, man. I really don't. I I do not want him here.
2: Well, I'm I'm gonna say this, okay? Danny Ainge did it again. And when Danny Ainge left Boston, I told everybody we should get him as our GM. Yep. Yep. Because what whatever doing? you need to do. You sit sitting out there in Utah, coaching high school before Utah Jazz smartened up and hired him as a GM. Okay. You see what he did for Boston. You see how he fleeced the Sixers. How he knew nice. how to fleece how how to get max, how to get um maximum return for what, for um his product. Okay, he gave the Boston Celtics Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Okay, and set them up as prime contenders. Okay, because that that Sixers fleece for uh, Mark Hill Fultz for uh Jason Tatum. That that, that was a masterstroke. Okay. And then with what he got from U- what he got for Utah for uh, like I said, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, think about it. For the next five years, they're going to have two. For the next five years, they're going to have ten number one draft picks. That's crazy. Okay. And Daryl Morey, you know.
1: And Minnesota looks terrible just to uh. To add to what you're saying.
2: Yeah. Well, they signed the put Karl Towns with Rudy Gobert. To me, that was idiotic. But I digress. But the bottom line is, there are more. You know, he's to me, he's an all right GM. Okay, he hasn't won any chips. Okay, he he has not won any chips. Danny Ainge has won has already won a championship. With you know, with granted, you know, he he traded, you know, he traded, you know, he made trades. Okay, he knew the right freedom to sign. He knew how to draft correctly and everything, and that brought Boston the championship. Okay, that's that's how Doc got his championship. Okay, because any any one of us could have coached that team, but Danny Ainge put that team together, and Doc Doc was on who's control. And Daryl Morey, you know what he did down in Houston, it was nice for the time, you know, for the time, you know, James Harden, Chris Paul, you know, small ball and everything. But we see how that worked out. So, and he turned the team into the to the Philadelphia Rockets with Harden and Tucker and House and whoever. I I I, I don't know. I don't. Know. Yeah. Anyway. So. Well, like I always say, it is what it is, and yep. Christopher, like, it, like, <laughs> like it, Grant, like it. my mom used to say, "Jesus Christ on the cracker and Lord love a Duck." Yeah. We're gonna see what happens. So, but anyway, <laughs> hey, Chris, it's our time for you, old dad to relax and stretch out and get ready for work tomorrow. As always, guys, a pleasure. Thank you, appreciate it. Stay appreciate keep, the call. Stay, 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 keep, stay keeping it real. Yep. And stay
0: safe out there, okay? You
2: too. All right. Peace. All
0: right, peace. peace. Once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJYN, number one sports show, sports for the culture. If you want to call to join the discussion, the numbers 9596 Oh, and by the way, I saw like one of the funniest tweets. It's like Tom Brady's been two and zero no ever since his divorce. Never let a woman stand in your way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Oh man.
0: But yeah, but shout out the you know, 50 Joel Embiid at the fifth highest uh fifth highest uh scoring output in franchise history. Yes. Just a point below Iverson's 60 point game. And thank God for Joel Embiid. That's pretty much it. He literally also could have had a triple double if Tobias Harris knew how to make a bucket, but. Yeah. I'm, I'm over Missed it. Missed the $40 million? 37 Well, hey. You know, we. But hey, you know, trading for Jeremy Grant would have been a lateral move. Huh? But anyway. anyway.
1: heard Jeremy Grant lateral move. Oh,
0: my God. I'm just. Nothing about this team makes sense. Nothing, not at all. And listen, as and also, I'll I'll say this, since we're on the topic and we have to, and we're talking about it because my dad brought it up. As much grief and listen, it's kind of like Jonathan anything like he's Glenn is the low hanging fruit. But as much blame and justifiable, so goes to Glenn. I love how Daryl Morley is not like, a getting like no criticism at all in terms of how this team uh, of how this is turning out no real rap, right. like and like listen I get it but like listen the biggest claim to fame that he's made was the James Harden trade and that was well over 10 years ago what else does he really have to show for it and also the second biggest claim to fame is literally taking a war is constructing a team that took the Warriors to seven but in the end they lost like we haven't really seen any sort of creativity ever since he got in here. He literally was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna just try to do the 2018, 2017 Rockets all over again, but this time with Joel Embiid, while everybody else is six years older." And
1: they and 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 they think it's, and they think it'll work. I mean, when we got Daryl Morey, right? I knew he was gonna try to get Harden, and I embraced it because I've always been a Harden fan. I never hated Harden's game. I always just thought he never had a proper number two. And I always thought the proper number two for him would be a big man who could score um, and kind of not replicate what Capella could do, but replicate a version of it. I just didn't realize the fit for how he plays and who Joel is as a player doesn't necessarily coalesce in the way. Like, you know who would be perfect for James Harden? Anthony Davis. You know? Because Davis is more of an above-the-rim lob threat, someone who needs – to score off people but can isolate when you need him to. Yeah. Whereas I think Joe's most effective when he's isolating. Like yes, getting him easy buckets is you know, anybody wants to get their star player easy buckets. Yeah. But I just think those moments where um those moments where Those moments where you, like, come down to that half-court offense and you're like, all right, who's going to have it? It's either a James Harden 30-second dribble out until he decides to either take a step back three or drive to the basket. Um, either then a kick out to Maxie to either have him do one of those rush baseline drives or um, spot he spot up three. Exactly. Or drop it in a Joe and either watch him get doubled or try to work the baseline. And it's like, if me, who's never played professional basketball, never coached professional basketball, I can tell you what you possessions are going to look like that's a problem. Because, that is an issue.
0: Because those people who are making millions of dollars are going to know, too.
1: Exactly, because it's their job. So um, I say all that to say that when you have moments who uh, or moments where uh, – When you have moments where. And you're in deep thought. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just really, I'm really, really trying to get it. Like when you have moments where you really look at your team and you know you're just not on the level of the team that you're playing against. Like opening night was the perfect indication. You could say it was rust. You could Blame it on a million different things, right? Yeah. We didn't look on Boston's level. Defensively, they looked a notch above us. Offensively, they looked a notch above us. All of these things. And I get it. People can say, oh, well, you know, I'm beating these guys kind of just playing together and blitz, 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 and blah, blah, blah. blah." And oh, if you thing. watch
0: that game, you can clearly tell the difference.
1: You could clearly tell the difference between what a team look like and what a, team, and what a bunch of players trying to become a team is looking like. So maybe this team looks different in March or April. Maybe I'm being overly pessimistic. But I don't think that's the case. <laughs>
0: yeah. Not to mention it also doesn't help that we keep literally changing what the team looks like every single year. Yeah, exactly. Boston Boston has a clear identity in terms of what they want to do. Not to mention, all the players have been playing for each other for legitimately about four to five years. Tatum and Bo- Tatum and Brown have been playing each other. Marcus Smart's been playing each other. That's their big three. Oh, Al Grant, Horford, yeah, Grant Al, yeah, Grant uh, Al Horford.
1: He left. He came back, but he knows that system like the back of his hand. Yes, and that's My, the thing people forget: it's the same system from under Brad Stevens. Yes. That's yes.
0: it. Yes, and it's the same thing with Milwaukee. Chris Middleton and well Middleton's not playing yet. Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, they've all been playing together for years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Bobby Portis has been also on that team as well.
1: Yep. And they know what it takes to win a title.
0: Yes, exactly. And shoot, even when you have like a new new when we have like a new little Cleveland team, like let's be real, like that team has literally been playing together for about two years. But you also added Donovan Mitchell.
1: So, they already have a familiarity in terms of what they do. You just added like a 30 point, 30 point score. Which is the one thing they were missing. I mean, now Garland is funny that Garland's kind of ascended to be that. But n- now you have a dominant on ball score. And now Garland can kind of be like, a, I can either score or facilitate. But yeah. now his first look can be to facilitate and set those guys up. And then the vice versa is Mitchell can score first and then facilitate second. Yes. So, it works perfectly with them guys. And
0: not to mention, it's like you're not going to have that fall off on defense because of looking at your front court. Okay. Evan, Mobley's, Evan Mobley's a young beast, and Jared Allen's probably one of the best young pr- rim protectors in all of basketball. Exactly.
1: You got perimeter defense in Osmond and Okoro, you know what I mean? And yeah. You got LaVert as your, your pack-a-punch of off the bench.
0: Yes. And Kevin Love is that veteran hand.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm happy for Cleveland. Um, you know, obviously, screw Dan Bilbert, but, you know, rough times for Cleveland, obviously, you know, after LeBron leaving and, you know. How everything went with that situation, but you know, for people to forget that LeBron left Cleveland in the summer of 2019, no, the summer of 2018, yeah, and that he did not, and that Cleveland made the play-in last year, yes. So it took them four years to get back, three yeah. and a half, four years to get back, and yeah. now they're going to be a definitive top six playoff seed team this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't really be mad at that. And also, let's give him
0: credit. Like in the end, like he sold out everything in terms of accommodating LeBron for the second time around to win a ring. Yep. He ate a lot of salary. Like, let's be real. Like everybody talked about the Warriors being instead, but like that—that's also true. But let's remember Cleveland the Cavaliers paying a luxury tax as well. Even paying a luxury tax, they were the most expensive team in all of basketball, and they paid people that they really, honestly had no business paying. Oh
1: my gosh! You yeah. Want to talk about the D Wade experiment?
0: Yeah. <laughs> You want to talk about the fact that Tristan Thompson, $80 million? Jesus Christ. And the fact that LeBron was like, yeah, you need to get
1: that man $80 million. Let's oh – well, God, LeBron
0: should never be GM.
1: This is why he's not going to be a GM. He's going to retire and be far I think the only basketball you'll see him around is whatever his sons are doing, and then when they have kids, eventually he'll be at his grandkids' games and probably coach. Like he'll enough. just be a spectator. That's exactly. it. Exactly. I don't see him wanting to be in an – now, he's talked about being an owner. But then – here's my thing, right? LeBron's already meddlesome some as a player. What do you think owner LeBron is gonna look like? I was uh you know I was looking at uh, Le- owner LeBron to have you drafting Shabazz Napier or third overall, and then leave right after. Ooh, y'all really draft him? I was playing. <laughs> He's like, yeah,
0: we got him for you. Well, got him for me. I'm, bro, I'm bro, I'm gone.
1: I'm I'm leaving, That.
0: I'm gone. I'm at out of here. You never see him. We're gone. <laughs> well, at, least you, be...
1: at least you are going to have a star player to build around. You really think he's that good? I guess.
0: Y'all, y'all be safe.
1: <laughs> y'all be good though. <laughs> like real rap. so like, <laughs> actually though. Like that's funny, but like real rep though, like it's kinda how it is. Yeah. So, you know. When it um when it fully when it fully breaks down to it, um my my biggest issue with the sixers is that if you can feel us being a tier above a tier below everybody
0: and there's no margin of error i mean there's no margin for improvement
1: exactly there's no there's no way we can no, there's no corners to squeak by or squeak around to ensure that we get to where we want to go yeah
0: and as much as i love joe like i don't trust the they don't, like, between him and Harden, I don't trust the leadership between either one of them in order for them to get their job done. Yeah. Once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJYN. the are sports show, sports for the culture. If you want to call to join the discussion, that number's 215-763-9596. Anyway, we're going to be talking about the Phillies hot stove.
1: Yes, so... Uh, To get us started on the Phillies hot stove, um, we obviously saw our Phillies get to the World Series this year uh, in a surprise. Uh, A talented roster, uh, some injuries, some struggles earlier in the year, some inconsistency. But, you know, as we know, it all kind of came together perfectly and coalesced at the the perfect time uh, to send us on one of the most improbable runs ever. Obviously, you know, we weren't able to finish it all. But I think it sets us up for an awesome foundation going forward. You have, obviously, Bryce Harper starting at the top as your best player. Kyle Schwarber, I would say, is your best secondary offensive player. You obviously have Castellano signed, who he did struggle this year but came on sort of in the playoffs. The power's still not there, but I think that'll come um, starting next year.
0: He also really had, like, no training camp. Exactly. He was coming off an injury.
1: Exactly. J.T. is – best catcher in baseball, and I'd still give him that title to this day. You, you combine the offense, the ability to control the run game, like you can't really beat it. Yeah. Um and Enola at the top of the uh, rotation. You know, Suarez was a revelation. He's, I think he's locked in as the third starter. I would say you need at least one or two maybe starting pitchers. I'd say you need at least two relievers. And obviously if we're looking at the lineup and where we can improve, I love Gene Segura and Bryson Stott, but they were probably the least productive part of our offense, either from a power standpoint or from just an average and contact standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with Castellanos locked in, I would say you put him up there too, but like I said, he started to come on towards the ALC- NLCS and the World Series. Um, uh, you
0: know. To be honest, I'll say this about Stott. Like, to me, honest, Stott and Boom are still your pet projects because they're homegrown. For me, the next evolution in regards to Bones game is, to me, is developing more of a power bat. Yes. That's it. It should be 25 to 30 home runs. Yeah, like, so, you know, go in the gym, you know, work on that power. You got you got plenty of guys on your team that knows how to hit for power, so learn from him. And it's not just learning how to hit because the one thing, the one good trait that he really mm-hmm. has that kind of showed in that World Series is the ability to manufacture walks. Yep. So, like, if he can manufacture – if he could continue that trend – and learn how to hit for at least, like, 270, 280, then that's a long-term solution that you have a second baseman also. Yes. So the the tricky part now is that with Segura gone, and because Segura opt out, and, like, obviously, you know, like we don't know what's going what's gonna to happen with uh, Reese Hoskins. We don't know if he's going to be – well, I think, I think he might be back. I don't think they, there's a better option than first baseman at this point of free agency, or even you can get somebody via trade Better than Reese, but it's going to come down to the two man race in terms of who
1: they get. I feel like they're going to get one of these guys.
0: It's going to turn down to either Trey Turner or Xander Bogarts.
1: Yeah, I, I was just going to say that that's pretty much where we're at. Where if you look at you know money wise and positional improvements, where the real areas of need, you you need another infield bat. Yes, and whether that's like you said, letting Reese walk, shifting Balm over um, to first, and then you know either like you said, plugging in Bogart. Bogarts or Turner, Um, obviously I know who you'd prefer. Personally, I'd prefer Bogarts. I think we could get him for cheaper. I think he's a power bet, and he's a right-handed hitter who will thrive hitting bombs into left field at at the bank. Yeah,
0: Yeah, but for me, the reason why I prefer Turner is because, well, obviously he's an all-star,
1: same as Bogarts, but that speed is just undeniable, and that's something we really need at the top of the lineup. No, it would be very nice to have Schwarberg and then Trey, then Bryce. Honestly, I go Trey at leadoff because at that point, if you get Trey on base, then you have then then you gotta go Schwarber. That 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 makes. A but post- then you want to break. You always want to break up lefties and righties. Yeah, so like, well, well I, uh, I guess Castiano's third. Well, well, no, t- no well, Castiano's going to be a top. Turner leads lead. off, Schwarber at two, Remuto to a three. Cause we still want to break him up. That's true, and then Bryce to clean up. Yeah, Castellanos behind him, and yeah. then you go from there. Okay, no, I can see that. Um, my only thing is, I don't want to give. I I I, I don't want to give up on Bryson, but I know we can't pay Gene, yeah. so that's kind of is what it is. So yeah, I know whoever I, I, comes I, I think, in is going to replace
0: Gene. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Stott's fine. I think Stott's
1: still going to be a bottom on the order guy, and he still thinks going to be an everyday starter. Yeah, he's twenty four though. Yeah, and so then I, you still have Sosa. Yeah. who can give you some utility starts and, you know, can give you some contact and some pop when he actually connects. Yeah, honestly, I, I kind of li- – I like I like our utility guys. Yeah. I like Sosa. I like Marsh. I like Veerling. And they're all young, too. Yeah. Um, I would say if there was one – Mayton
0: also, I like him, too.
1: If there was one area where I would say I want to take a look besides those infield power bats is – center field, or not center field, but just a, a, outfielder in general. A, you saw Bryce get hurt this year and not be able to play the field. Castellanos, you know, even though he made some awesome plays in the World Series, is never going to be Willie Mays. I don't think anybody's going to squint hard and mistake him for that. And, you know, Schwarby, like, for you know, for all who he is, as a bat, he's still a, a, a fat guy slugger. Let's, let's call it a spade to spade. <laughs> like, I love my fat guy slugger. Shout out to Ryan Howard, Prince Fielder. You know, we love some fat guy sluggers at running back, but uh, mm-hmm. it can't just be Marsh – you know, kind of saving the day out there. I mean, Vierlin's a pretty good fielder also. Exactly. So I think if, if you're platooning your center field for strictly defense and hoping to get some upside offensively between Marsh and Vierlin, I guess I could live with that. Now – It could be a lot worse. We could still have a double Herrera. That's true. Now, I want Bogarts for my reasons. You want Trey for your reasons. There's another name and another player out there that I want to get your idea on because to me he has the most of what I saw was our magic this year. Carlos Correa. Correa's got that dog in him. is a dog. And, like, you know, when we were talking about what it takes to make the playoffs and be good, in every sport, you need dogs. You need dudes who, when the moment is on, when it's time to go, when it's those brightest moments, they're like, what? I'm really, no, what's up? I'm locked in. He's one of those dudes. For well, hook or for crook, for better or worse, and also between the three guys, he probably might be the cheapest. That's what I'm saying and it's crazy because he's not that much older than Trey. Yeah, no, he's 28. Trey's 29. He's younger than Trey. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's still 28. He could conceivably get better. And if you look at his stats, he was not bad at all for the Twins last year. And I think in in target field which wasn't re- which is was, isn't really a very excuse me. Here friendly. Friendly park, thank you. Um I can just imagine him being a right-handed bat and just cranking stuff to left field. Like, honestly, if somebody was to say, if you got all three on the table and they want to come here, who would you want? I'd go Trey because it appeases Bryce, right? But if you're saying fit in my mind what I'd want, i want Correa. You can put him at the top of the lineup. He can hit for power. He can hit for average. He's an incredible defender at short. Him and Stott would just be amazing turning double plays. Like I think you wouldn't lose any fall off defensively from Trey, and I think you'd get as good power production. He, to me, the reason Correa, like you just said, the three reasons is he's cheaper, he can give you some of the uh, defensive and running elements that Trey does, and he can give you the power and contact that Bogarts can. Yeah,
0: honestly, at this point, I think like he's probably third on Dombrowski's list because obviously Trey is obviously going to have that connection with Bryce, Bogarts is going to have that history we with, with Dombrowski, Bogart.
1: who gave him his first extension. Yes. And then Correa then the, you know, the eye man out. Yeah. But, I just – my fear would be, let's say, Trey signs and then Bogart signs and now Correa has us over the fire and we have to give him more money. Yeah. Whereas if we understand outright that we already are – one, if we're – let's say – because, for example, if somebody's like, would you rather give DeGrama max or would I rather get a middle-level starter and then get Correa? I'd rather get a middle-level starter and get Correa.
0: Well, to me – if if you have to get career in order for you to get enough money to
1: get rundown, then I'm fine with that. So we're on the same page. Yeah. I, Cause I, I think we need one more solid starter. And you could for the fifth spot or whatever the case may be, you could, whether that's falter, whether you bring back thor or four a year, you know what I'm saying? You just kind of whether you want um Yeah. Who's who's our young kid supposed to be coming up through the system right now? Oh. Now Garcia. Oh gosh. What is this kid's name, Chris? He's a pitcher. Painter? Yes. Painter should be up by May or June next yeah. year, you know, hopefully. You still got Falter. You still got Falter. So, like, the fifth spot you can kind of pitch and, you know, kind of piece it together. Pick just don't bring together. back Just don't bring back Kyle Gibson. What? Okay, so there was a point, and I'm going to be honest, I think we can all admit this, or some of us who are more baseball fans than others. Um, there was a point in the season where I, where I was watching. What happened? Because Kyle Gibson was pretty darn good in 2021. Yeah, honestly, after August, it just fell off.
0: I don't know what it was. But.
1: but, I mean, so you're saying you wouldn't bring him back as far as, like, a just to have as an extra pitcher? And you're saying if you got Falter, Painter, and him, and they're kind of your middle reliever slash fifth spot starters, and then you got Willsy, Nola, Suarez, well, and let's say Rodon. Well, that's
0: ridiculous. Well, I would only bring him back solely because, like, of how long the MLB season is. But when you look at the entire playoff run, he was really – he's the only
1: pitcher that really got no burn. Yeah, he really got no burn. Like, Connor so like, Brogdon, Bilotti, yeah, uh, 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 Jose, Alvarado. Uh, Jose Alvarado. So like, like for me, like, why wins. am
0: I so like, why am I wasting like what like six, seven million dollars to bring back a guy that I'm more than likely not going to be using in the postseason? That's so true. at that point, you at that point, like, okay, I'd rather go like the Astros route where it's like you bring up your guys, you put them in there, trial
1: by fire, and hopefully by the postseason they'll lock it in. The Astros and the Braves should run team seminars on how to draft and develop pitching. Cardinals too. Yeah, the Cardinals always get up, come up with a gem <laughs> pitcher every now and then.
0: Yeah, like Chris Carpenter, Wainwright, uh,
1: uh, uh, Flaherty, a couple years ago yeah. before he fell off. Like, uh, wh- who's, who's their, their closer? They got a really good closer right now that I cannot think of his name. Who is it?
0: Dina Is it? Flaherty. Oh, this is precious. Um, uh, yeah, damn. Shout Wainwright, still going strong. Yeah, he was a he was a beast last year. And Jordan Montgomery, Stephen uh Jordan Hicks, Ryan H- Hesley Yes,
1: Ryan yeah. Hesley He was an all star last year. Yeah. So, um, yes, like, and. I think if someone was the, you know, gun to my head, say, what would you rather the Phillies be great at developing pitching or great at developing hitting? Like, right. pitching. Yeah. Pitching. I'd rather have arms coming down the line and then, like, hey, we got to figure out how to score points. I mean, cool. I can live with that. But as you've seen, the Astros, yes, they put up points on us, but they got back in that series with pitching. Yeah. They outpitched us at the end. They had a no-hitter. A combined no-hitter on, against us. The hottest – offensive team on the planet at the time and they no hit us yeah and like you know i'm glad it got glossed over but that's incredible and so i think if someone was to say yes i would love Korea. i love Bogarts, i love trey i'd love any of those guys be honest especially if one of them is replacing reese thank god right but if you ask me what our real issue and what would really stop us from being the best team we could be is we need we need another consistent starter because mm-hmm. i think you your top three like we said is set Wheeler Nola Ranger, I'd put that top three up against most people. Um, you need one more solid starter. It don't even have to be someone of Rodone's level, but if you can get someone around or near a three three ERA or a three eight ERA, and honestly, I'm I'm in the minority. like I'll sign Thor to a short short term deal. But do you trust him for a whole season? Remember, you just said you just made your Kyle Gibson point. It's a long season. His body ain't what it, his body ain't what it used to be, dude. That's
0: true. But I've also. If I can get that, listen, but I also have seen, like, he did not pitch bad in the World Series. He just got a small sample size.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. He never pitched. He didn't pitch bad all playoffs.
0: Yeah. Honestly. So, like, full, full seat. Like, he was also never healthy, like, also in Los Angeles, also. So, you give him a full all season, that physical, that mental break, him coming back as a number four starter instead of being an ace, which is a completely different expectation level. That's true.
1: And you're not wrong about yeah. that.
0: So, like, yeah, I'll roll with Thor. Then like Painter and Falter could just fight fight for the fifth spot.
1: Exactly. Or it depends on the matchup because I think Painter's a righty, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe Falter some nights and maybe Painter depending on what the matchups say. Yeah. And then that would be more of a bullpen game where you may go to Alvarado a bit earlier, or Brogdon a bit earlier, or yeah. Baladi, you know. Yeah. So no, I I agree. Um, I would love to get one more high leverage into the. I mean, obviously you're gonna have Dominguez for the whole year. Yeah. So that's gonna change things. Um, I, that seven, eight, nine, I feel like should be Brogdon, Alvarado, Alvarado Dominguez. Dominguez. Am I crazy for that one? No, I think that's, I think those three guys that have earned. That's the seven, eight, nine.
0: Yeah. Also, it's kind of like we talked about all the short stuff. We talked about Turner. We talked about career. We talked about both What about the Swanson?
1: I mean, if you want to go the petty hilarious route, I'd love that. But also Swanson's kind of inconsistent. And that's my biggest thing. I think he'd be a solid bat. He hits for power. All of these different things. Like I, I wouldn't hate. I'll put it like this: If you're telling me Swansby's the cheapest option and allows us to get Rodon, then heck yeah, hell, like hell yes. Yeah,
0: we also have fifty million dollars to play with, also. So
1: that's true. And then let's be honest: at this point, Middleton now knows. Oh, if I let Dombrowski spend, it gets us wins. Wins gets us money. Yeah. Spend as much as you want, my guy. So no, yeah. Um, or actually, or you know, hey, let's get greedy. What about Aaron Judge? Can't believe I'm about to say this because baseball feels like the one sport, especially, you know, when you're playing like MLB the show. All right. Where you just kind of <laughs> should just stockpile talent. I just feel like we don't need Aaron Judge. Like, if you're talking about outfield versus infield, what we need versus what we don't need, right? Like, you could the only all right. Let me not get ahead of myself. Someone would have to not be on the field for that to work. Does that make any sense? Either judge. Or Schwarber, or Bryce, or Castellanos would have to pretty much be a permanent DH. Who's your permanent DH at that point? Because you're not taking Marsh revealing out of center field. Honestly, I, Hell no. Honestly, Schwarber. He's probably. Or the, maybe, the, I mean, honestly, it could just be a platoon thing. Yeah. Especially now having the DH to play with. Like, you don't want to play the field tonight? Go ahead, Bryce. You yeah. good. You got it, A. Judge. You got it. Go ahead. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I just feel like. All right, I'm going to just be also honest and say this. this is going to sound messed up. Why will we have four combined outfielders who can't really play defense? Like, I get it. They're just going to be hitting dingers on dingers on dingers. I understand that. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, four dudes who really can't play defense? Like, Schrober wasn't terrible last year. Bryce Hold has on, br- been better. I'm about to say Bryce can
0: play defense. Castellanos can play defense, bro. Give him a full all season. Like, those catches he was making that entire playoffs – you're telling me he can't play defense. I've
1: seen some crappy cornerbacks make incredible picks. What are you saying? I've seen people – I've seen dudes who never had a chase down their life and make chase down blocks. What are we saying here, Chris? Don't do that. Oh, my God. man's oh, made God. two great playoff defensive plays, and you forgot yes, my man Yes, that, that helped us win game one of the World Series. Oh, my gosh. But on average, do you trust him to make that play? Yes. No. You all You're a liar. You are lying on national no, broadcast radio.
0: You are wrong. All of you are wrong.
1: Yo, he said, do you trust Nick Castillo? Yes. No, you
0: don't. Listen, I trust him defensively. Offensively, that's a completely different you story.
1: funny as jacks. If anything, I trust it. That that's going to come back faster than whatever that defense. Whatever that was was a one-time thing. Listen, that's like you try that one thing at your girl. She's like, well, you got to do that again. That was a one-time thing. I don't think I can do that again. <laughs> That's Nick Castellanos with defense. He was like, I thought we was in a ring, winning a ring, so I felt I needed to step up. <laughs> like, <laughs> you think, you think my man is gonna be doing slide and catch in the middle? No. Yes, full
0: offseason, fully healthy.
1: <laughs> First of all, this man literally admitted, oh yeah, I kind of get lost during the random parts of dog days of August. Like what?
0: All right, that's wild.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear that? He admitted today. He was like, they were like, yeah, you seem locked in on defense, He's like, well, these games all matter. That's not what I want to hear from my starting. First of all, I respect that. Do you? Yes. That's crazy. Because it shows
0: when the game when when we get to the postseason, he gonna be locked in. (laughs) Best defensive right field you ever
1: seen. Willie Mays out here. Yo, he was Willie Mays out here (laughs) for for like two weeks. We got Tony Gwynn out here for two weeks. Mays was Tony Gwynn. Like, hey yo." yo, like for two weeks. With no bat. He was just out here vibing like, yo, listen. I'm All trying. good vibes. All good vibes. Everybody else hitting homers. He was going crazy. Yo, Nick had, this Castellanos had the most in 2022 ever. He made $100 million to do nothing. <laughs> then, technically made 20 He made $20 million to do nothing. Turned into a good defensive player for two weeks. So everybody ignored the fact that he was trashed during the season. And then still didn't hit, but hit just timely enough that people forgot he was trashed shout out nick castellanos for finessing like that
0: hey you he got us a world series
1: did he or did bryce harper and kyle shorber and reese hoskins get us to a work he, he did his part
0: defensively
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he was so bad i'm like this is what you're here for and it was making me mad because i'm like i appreciate you playing good defense this is not what we signed you for though what did you sign me for Thirty-four home runs and a hundred RBIs last year is what we signed them for. Damn,
0: that's crazy. Well,
1: I could have been in Cincinnati. Well, you should have been in Cincinnati. Then. Wow, so it's Citizens Bank Park fault. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. that makes sense.
0: Honestly, I was at that point. Listen, if you have, if you have a realistic shot
1: at Aaron Judge, though. All jokes aside, um, I no, I wouldn't take it because I think that money can go to things we need more. It that's a luxury. That's a signing that if we already had a Rodon and our, our bullpen was set, I'm like, why not? But I think there are – I think – because if you sign Judge, then that's money that's going away from Correa or Swansea or Trey or Bogarts. But it would be funny to see that 99 in that, in that red pinstripe, though. I, you know I'm getting a jersey from the rip. You know I would get – I oh, I'm, getting, I'm
0: getting that jersey, too, for all the wrong reasons. Why? My girlfriend's a Yankees fan. I would get that jersey just because.
1: You starting to be petty already. Yes, I'm I proud am. of you.
0: It's probably listening to the show like I'm gonna kill you. <laughs>
1: Listen, <laughs> Derek Jeter is my favorite player ever. So you know this. Everybody, everybody loves Derek Jeter. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't care how much people hate. The- See, the thinniest thing about the Yankees, right, is like. All right, this is going to sound like a hilarious parallel, but I think you understand. You know, when people are like, I'm a hooper, so like, Kobe was my favorite player because, like, he was pure to the game and he was a hooper. Duh, duh. And I'd be like, shut up. I hate the Lakers, so I don't care that you might be right, right? I don't care about that with the Derrick Jeter Yankees. I feel the exact same way people feel about Kobe, about Derrick Jeter. <laughs> no, all, like, I don't
0: have any sort of animosity or hatred to the Yankees. Like sure they, they beat be. us in the World Series. That's it. That's it. But up until that and point. And truthfully,
1: like, people want to, like, oh, well, remember that A Rod horn that shouldn't have counted and. I'm just like, they outpitched us and outplayed us. Yeah, like Hideki Masui was like raking, dog. (laughs) Killing us. Hideki Masui was out here cooking us. Jorge Posada was on one leg. Yo, was Andy Pettit pitching for them then still?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Bro, that was literally the last gasp of those 2000s Yankees teams. And it was like, wow, we had a chance to knock. We pretty much had a chance to beat Undertaker at WrestleMania. Also, also Mark Cicero. I forgot Mark this year. Tex. Big Tex. God. Uh, yeah. I should be on second ring. Or third ring, rather. But still. Yeah, it is what it is. They should have back to back. That would have solid, like solidified, solidified them to have I'm, back to back.
0: Bro. Yeah, but honestly, like we can go back to looking at that World Series. But at, also at the same time, it's like we should have also beat the Giants.
1: It's, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And. Ten Lissacum just turned into, well, Ten Lissacum. Oh, God. <laughs> Yo, what happened to unknown injuries? Was uh, it injuries or just like it was? It was injuries in his arm angle. Like, think about how violent his release was and oh, how yeah. like
0: yeah, I remember that, John.
1: It was like his whole body was you like Voldo from uh Soul Calibur when he used to wind up the pitch. Mm.
0: So no, like remember late yeah, Billy Trinity where uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, broke Triple H's arm? He's yes. Like broke
1: my arm.
0: <laughs> All right. uh one hundred velocity coming up. Wait, yo.
1: what? <laughs> yo, called him. Yo, he called him Rookie of the Year. <laughs> Broke his it was out here. he was out
0: here, yo. He was throwing like a hundred and one. Yeah. Unfortunately Ryan Howard's though.
1: Playtime.
0: Say bye to mommy. Say mommy. I'm
1: to mommy. <laughs> I watch that movie. Yo, real rat. Can we watch Rookie of the Year? Yo, we should watch Rookie.
0: Alright, hold on. Rookie of the year or Major League? Rookie of the year. Okay. I
1: don't care about Major League. I don't have any affinity for it.
0: Alright. So that's your favorite baseball movie of all time?
1: No. My favorite baseball movie of all time is Sandlot. It's not even a question, my guy. What you, <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> That's my favorite baseball movie of all the time. It's no question. Sandlot is the truth. <laughs> Heard, uh, yo.
0: Yeah. So, what's your favorite baseball movie? And I feel like let us know next week. I feel like it's a good way to end the show. Once again, you listen to ninety eight point five WJY and the Runabout Sports Show Sports for the culture. This is Chris Thomas. Small Thomas, and you're listening to ninety eight point five WJYN, the Run the Bet Sports Show. Until next time, we will see you next week. Take it easy.